I've had these dreams I've been dreaming. I've been dreaming, guys. Dreaming. Guys, I'm so sick of things being done to me that I want to do things again. One bike burning a year and at least a, a, a couple massive music and comedy festivals. Victoria, are you ready? Standing six foot eight from Hi, everybody. What's going on? Happy Wednesday. I have a good one for you today. We're going to talk about Uber, a little bit of Nestle, but uh, Uber. I've been so fascinated with these uh, corporate stories. And the story of the founding of Uber and the guy, the CEO, his name is uh, Travis Kalanick, is so fascinating. And I've been getting a lot of messages, especially from yesterday's stream, about how helpful the social sexual hierarchy is for men to understand for dealing with other men in their lives, especially at work. Because the, uh, the alpha beta hookup culture thing is so dumb and useless. And the fetishization of alphas in this uh, uh, culture is ridiculously stupid. I mean, a lot of alphas end up in jail or dead. It's like not an ideal position to be in. Where they, they're, you know, high risk takers, really almost possessed men, you know? And uh, so I, I highlighting the Delta and to have the Delta male feel understood, I know resonated a lot. I got this message yesterday. I got a ton of these messages, but here's one of them. Dude, what you said about the Delta day was so fucking true. Thank you. I'm a fucking worker. I love working. I'm very skilled and tried starting my own business, but hate fucking marketing and sales. Could not do it. Your streams get me through my day and motivated me to stop watching porn and to have children. After I did that, my wife became a stay-at-home mom, respects me more, and lets me lead in ways I never thought was possible. She now thinks that feminism is bullshit and women should be mothers and wives. Your streams is for the fucking Delta. Keep crushing, brother. Yeah, and I had a Delta (laughs) write to me today saying... I run my own company, but it was, and I'm a Delta, but it was just because it was, uh, I make more and it's just easier than um, I kept having bad bosses, but they're not into it. It's not like their ideal thing. You know, like, uh, it's kind of like me being an alpha of a community is not, was not my ideal position, but I figured out how to do it because it had to be done. But alphas are fucking crazy. You know, there's like a little, the Rockfin Squirt J chat is the lowest T thing I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Squirtus and, and Rimjob had their little pity party today. 
And I didn't watch it, but but Toronto Jubair did and gave me a full breakdown. Do you guys want to hear Toronto Jubair's? <laughs> Do you guys want to just hear? Because I was on the treadmill today. I was just walking uphill because I was uh, I had tight hammies. So I was doing pretty low intensity, but getting my workout in. And so I got to just be texting back and forth with Toronto Jubair uh, as he was watching the whole thing. Do you guys want to hear t- Toronto Jubair's uh, entire entire breakdown? <laughs> okay. So um, <clears throat> he said, Squirtus is, are you guys interested in this? Yes, please. All right. And just for you guys to understand, oh, and I'm also going to talk about the evil eye. Uh, Bismol Abare sent me a great letter, and I want to talk about that. And uh, if Squirtus wants to give me advice, I'll give him advice as well about not getting the evil eye. Because uh, we're looking at another family car, and not being ostentatious is a very important thing. You know, I'll, I'll tell that whole story in a little bit. And why I share my family, why I share my successes it's not um, a look at me ostentatious thing because that really is bad. You're, you're going to draw bad attention to you if you do that. Squirtus today apparently was talking about how rich he is, how he has fuck you money, how all this stuff. It's going to bite you right in the ass, okay? I share stuff. I got a text from a longtime bear today saying, I'll just read it. I'll keep, the, I'll keep identity private. She just said, thank you for showing what a great marriage is for people. And that's why I do it. And I think one reason why I don't typically draw the evil eye except for from gamma males is because um, I also share my defeats and my faults and my pain and my low points. And, and they love to show these videos in the, uh, in the anti-Owen clips where my hair is disheveled and I'm sad or something like that because I'm just showing you the full picture. I'm not trying to uh, paint a picture that isn't real. I'll include you on the highs and the lows to show you what is possible and what you can get through. Uh, I don't want to appear rich and pompous and ostentatious at all. I like to put my money into uh, things that are respectable so that men of all income categories that are not gamma envious little cucks uh, respect my wealth. And because it's put into use for the community, for the family, and it has nothing to do with my ego. That true man show. Yeah, that's because I'm going to because he's right about this, about the the uh, the Islamic uh, uh, evil eye thing and how to avoid trying to draw attention to yourself as the special boy. It actually is bad to do that. So why do I share my family? Why do I share? Because, you know, some people will share pictures of their family. Allegedly, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing some people do do this. Because they want the attention and they want to rub it in how good their life is. And let's say someone can't conceive, they get envious and mad. I never do that. Like, I've never been motivated by that. I do it to show, like, look um, look what's possible. Look how well we're doing. Thank you. And so many people have been on the journey with me where if, like, this maniac who's been through hell and back can do it, so can you. And it makes you feel good. And it gives you an idea of what's possible in this world and what can't be taken from you. And it's all in glory of God. You know, not in a churchian way, not in a specific religious way, but like it's a grateful thing and why I do that. Um, but to, to brag and to, you know, and sometimes I do, it might sound like I'm bragging, but it's more defending and establishing the truth when I am um, 
when someone slanders me or says something, I will rewrite the ship. Uh, one reason I follow Owen is the, I might be wrong, but I'm not lying. Yeah, it's so nice to see a loving family and happy children. That's why I do it, yeah. Squirt has said that streaming eight hours per day, which is impossible, means that Owen can't possibly have the time to be present with his family. When do I stream eight hours a day? I stream uh, at most, the maximum ever is four hours, and that's including an Instagram stream. Typically, it's between two and three hours. He's such a loser, man. And I think, didn't uh, Rimjob and Squirtus have a, a multi-hour pity party today? I thought he's top alpha. Anyway, let me read the breakdown from Toronto Drew Bear, and then we're going to get into uh, the Uber story. Oh, and before we get into it, uh, the merch is, is moving quite well, thanks to Cow and all the guys involved in that. Check out merchforbears.com. As you can see, we have some wonderful shirts and hoodies. Only the best. Only the best merchandise for my people. So uh, why aren't bears crushing, says guy three hours into stream about Big Bear. Yeah, yeah. And this is another thing when people go, yeah, but you, you talk about other guys. I'm a comedian. <laughs> if I sold micro weens, I wouldn't do a three-hour stream about another guy. I'm literally, literally an insult comic who's branched out into other realms like community building, farming, stuff like that. But I'm literally a comedian. I tell jokes, I mock, I, this is my entire job. So when I'm doing it, the Deltas, the good people, uh, the family people listen, they're like, oh, that's a good one, Big Bear. If you're literally a homesteader Ponzi scheme guy who sells microween classes, why the hell are you mocking a guy all day? <laughs> like that, I, I, okay, I, I've been a Delta on uh, job sites before. I was a groundsman for my brother's tree, uh, tree, grew, uh, tree business and another business that my brother didn't own in Atlanta. And I'll just tell you that story. So I was a low-level groundsman who worked with like, you know, some of the good old boys and a couple Mexicans. And my job was to haul, uh, haul brush and chip it. And I would work between 8 and 10, sometimes 12 hours a day. And I didn't tell a lot of jokes. I was just, I didn't make fun of anybody. I didn't. Uh, I'd laugh along with people and stuff, but my role was Delta. My role was haul brush, haul brush. The only joke I did, like the only main thing I did that was more look at me was I made a song called Damn It Feels Good to Be a Groundsman, which was a big morale boost for the team. It was like, damn, it feels good to be a groundsman. And it was like, I got my brush bandit, bandit 150. It was like a gangster rap about being a groundsman. And I was highlighting all the groundsmen, and it was all just a feel-good song. At no point would I ever try and rip someone apart as a team member on someone else's team as a groundsman. That's fucking crazy, okay? If you're running a microween company and, like, you're this big homesteading guy, why the hell are you spending all day making fun of another guy on the Internet? That's, that's, when I do it, it's actually good for business, this is literally my job. And I can't reiterate this enough to people. And I know they do their concern trolling and they pretend, oh, I'm worried about Owen. He needs therapy. If only he kept his mouth shut, he could be a millionaire like me. That's what Squirt has said today. Okay, I'm actually giving you good advice. If your job is selling micro wean trays and your job is to be Mr. Man on the Land, uh, anarcho-capitalist from Canada, you got to be really stable 
and not act crazy on the internet and just spend all day mocking a guy. Okay? It looks horrible. Horrible. <laughs> okay, but you do it. I'm literally a comedian. My job is making fun of people not selling microweens. <laughs> okay, so here's the break- <laughs> So here's the breakdown. It's so fucking stupid. <clears throat> okay. Too funny. This is from this is all just from uh, Toronto Drew Bear. Like, I've been a Delta on a job site before, and the last fucking thing I would do is just do three-hour streams about how another guy... Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I haven't been deeply laughing this much in a while. I feel really good about life. And now listening to uh, Fall Romano, you know, pockets, Pockets of Failure, has been awesome, dude. I'm learning so much about business and all that shit. Okay, so anyway, too funny. Squirtus is pulling a fake alpha move. He's showing up 10 minutes late, leaving rim job hanging. I wrote, classic alpha. What's rim job saying? Rambling, babbling nonsense. Now Curtis is on and he's bragging about his online business, giving him fuck you money. Such a transparent gamma. Ha ha, Curtis is blowing his running nose, making a joke that he's a cokehead. Curtis is now saying that he invented the word gravy because in Quebec it's part of poutine. He says he was on your stream five or six times. I think it was two or three. Curtis now fulfilling nature's always right guy. Fluffing nature's always right guy. I think they fucked. <laughs> I wrote, his money bragging will attract the evil eye as described to me by the Muslims. I'm going to talk about that today. He said, Curtis says that what really set him off against you is when you burned your Jim Bob painting. It's, he said it really hurt him. I wrote, Yikes. Does it look bad? How do you think it's playing to normal people? He said, the whole thing sounds literally insane. No one who's not intimately involved would have any fucking clue what they're talking about. Okay, what you're witnessing, Owen, is the thrashing about of grifters whose grift you've blown. You've spilled the beans on conservative ink and their butt hurt. Um, I wrote, ha ha. He wrote, now he's about to share screen your texts. He's starting with his white knight defense of your Jordan Peterson tweet. Here's where if Rimjob was honest, he'd start making fun of Curtis, but he's taking him very seriously. You're sounding hilarious when he reads your texts. Uh, And then I write, yeah, I always text the same way I speak. I learned that lesson 20 years ago. These people are amateurs. He wrote, he just showed the Coke mirror and he's defending it. He says it's from his grandfather's estate. I wrote, People who can't take a joke are almost funnier than the joke. I wrote, I, oh yeah. And then um, I wrote, I have texts from Squirtus asking me to do a Twitter group thing with him. And I didn't respond. I just don't post private texts unless someone's committing a crime or to clear my name. Toronto Dewbear says he called your stream the court of the jester king. That's a compliment. I wrote, yes, it's exactly how I've described it in the past. <laughs> Toronto Dewbear says, He admits that his own followers don't know why he's engaged in this fight at all. He said, because this happened to me, gamma narcissist self-destructive as always. I wrote, yep. Hopefully he doesn't spend all his fuck you money on solar panels that will break. Are they still going? He wrote, oh yeah, now they're going into how you're a cult leader. 
They just sound jealous. I wrote, oh, that Drew Bear says, <clears throat> Curtis just made up a conspiracy theory about you that someone secretly put you up to Operation Barn Burner where you put homesteaders into a barn and then burn the barn down metaphorically. They're comparing you to the New World Order. <laughs> so I wrote, ha ha ha. He wrote, Curtis is retarded. He said he had to block 50 to 80 bears on Twitter, which means there's only 50 to 80 bears. So he doesn't care about us anymore. Now he's projecting his self-admitted daddy issues on you. Now he's saying he thinks you're a part of the New World Order as controlled opposition. And as a friend, he recommends you get therapy. Now he's revealing his true intentions. His final two points are, you are insane and should be locked up, classic communist tactic, and B, you should reimburse everyone you put your, your, land, put your land in a trust, which reveals that he is ideologically opposed to private land ownership and is a communist. He's fucking ideological communist, is handed down by his crazy mother and cuck father. Won't be surprised if Squirtus gets a show on Conservative Inc. Now they're making fun of the Bertaria $10,000 ask in your documentary and that you don't cut your own firewood. They're giggling like schoolgirls now. Curtis admits we can indulge ourselves in, uh, that they can indulge themselves in talking shit. I wrote, haha, what a mess. I define, I define Squirtus now. He won't be able to stop. Oh, by the way, um, I feel I'm really, really grateful to uh, the donors that have been able to give big amounts for the Bertaria Festival. We wouldn't have been able to do it without you guys. And if any of you guys want to uh, give huge donations, uh, because it'll definitely piss them off and make us very happy and help us build into the future. That's BertariaCampgrounds.com. Okay, moving on. Now Squirtus just left to take a whiz, quote unquote. 80 minutes in and he wants to come back for more squirting. Now Rimjob is showing a clip from your documentary from some troll channel. Now he's cursing out all the bears, calling us all disgusting. I wrote, ha ha ha, could this work on anyone? Because that's always what I want to know is I'm like, is there a naive Delta that this could work on? And he said, whoa, now he's showing a big picture of me and calling me a filthy pig. He didn't dox me, but he cried that I investigated his family. I wrote, can you send that to the ADL? He wrote, it's very anti-Semitic. I said, isn't that illegal in Canada to compare you guys to pigs? He said, uh, I mean, the ADL is a forever hate on Roger Waters because he uses pigs in the shows. Isn't this great? <laughs> I wrote, can you see this persuading any sane people? That's the only thing I care about. He wrote, no, no sane person would watch for more than five minutes. No, no normie knows how to get on Rockfin. Maybe Martin from Rockfin should hear that Jim Bob called a Jew a filthy pig on his stream. I wrote, are they still squirting? He wrote, I think so. I just posted a new video on my timeline. Squirtus is back from his whiz. He keeps referring to you as the king. So this is what uh, Toronto Jew Bear posted. Toronto Jew Bear did a little uh, commentary on Rimjob accusing him of being a pig. And the rest of you are perverts. You give money to pay your gay thoughts away. You're not crushing. Toronto Jew Bear, look at yourself. Whoa. You're nearing 50. No, I'm over 50. Do you even have a wife or kids? Yeah, I do. This guy. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Was sent out by Owen. No, I wasn't. To investigate 
relationships yeah, in my life that are 10 years plus old. Your ex-wife? To seek intel about you. me. Crushing? Yep. Look at you, you filthy pig. That's going to the ADL. You're a filthy pig, just like your leader. Yep, going to the ADL. Like, because I'm an 8th J, can I get him arrested in Canada? You're not allowed to call Jews pigs. I think that goes against the uh, Monroe Doctrine. <coughs> anyway, so, hilarious. Squirtus is talking about how bear names are dehumanizing. Meanwhile, he's talking to a, a guy who gave himself a fake stage name, Jim Bob. I wrote, has he acknowledged his name Squirtus yet? Uh, just a couple of alphas with all the time in the world to snicker about a king. <laughs> all right, Toronto Jew Bear's back. He said, Rim Job did in the intro. Not sure if Squirtus has acknowledged him yet. Jim Bob keeps reading a list of 20 people you've had a falling out with that include Dennis Prager, Ty Richards, Kanye West, Joe Rogan, and Nature's Always Right. A great list of assholes and losers. It's like a promotion for you. Squirtus is now concerned trolling, saying you had a great community to be a mainstream comedian, but you threw it all away. Still going, now Squirtus is bragging about his business acumen. And then I write, I didn't actually have a falling out with Kanye. I've literally never met or talked to Nature's Always Right. These people are such losers. Toronto Jew Bear said, Jim Bob just said that he knows for a fact that some really high-level journalists who are watching and getting ready to do a big expose on you. And I wrote, wrote, Hopefully in time for the special. Okay, so that's the quick breakdown. And I'm fine with people doing hit pieces on me. Here's a little clip uh, that's, that, again, this is not uh, color corrected. We haven't done the audio. Uh, but Adam is crushing it with the first, the first uh, version of the special. He's going to send it to us. We're going to do notes on it. We're going to fix it all up. But I just want to show you what I am. Because in these times of great illusion, what I am is a comedian, and I am really damn good at it, and I would not be opposed to sending these clips to the GLAD, the AIDS Institute, any of these places, just to get them going. Because at this point, um, you know, it's, uh, it's all a good time. Where is this? So check out how, how the, by the way, this is not even the finished product. This is just a little taste. And it's one of the only times in the special, I swear. And we are going to do a cut for families, like a totally clean cut with no swearing and no uh, hard ends or anything. And uh, we're also going to do a version in Spanish. But anyway, check out. This is just uh, one minute on the gay thing. It's that they take pride in it. They're like, my identity is based around something too despicable and disgusting for me to discuss right now in a tent. In Missouri, in a hayfield. <laughs> you know? And, yeah, and we're not alone, guys. Tons of people get this, but they just don't know this valuable thing that you don't have to backpedal. When they're like, I happen to be gay, I'm like, you happen to be the fuck out of here now. Get. Get. Why don't you, uh... Why don't you pack up the rollerblades and go down to the bar where you belong? And they don't know what to do. It's so funny you, like, track their programming. Because you're not even mad. They're like, no, but I just said I'm gay. And I'm like, I said get. <laughs> and then people say stuff like they go, well, I'm offended. And I'm like, hey, little buddy, do you know where your mommy is? Or, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you want me to do? Or did you, like... Like I true when someone says they're offended, I treat them like they just shit their pants. 
Okay, so I have a special coming out soon that's going to blow everyone away. And Little Squirtus and Rimjob will do a, a big analysis of it and they'll, they'll help me promote it. But even bigger than the special is the documentary about creating the special. We have on video me riffing with a bunch of dudes coming up with that joke that day. Okay, these things have never um, ever happened in, in the history of comedy. So usually the comedy is pretty bad. They put it on Netflix. It makes you feel terrible. You know, stand-up used to be very elevating, but now it's fucking miserable. Uh, it's detached from reality, detached from most people. Um, so we shot a documentary of how I wrote this and how many of these jokes were just me riffing on a uh, job site with other men. And it's really, really a beautiful thing. And I'm, uh, it's a team effort. And, uh, you know, I can't wait. And when the negative articles come out, it's going to be just like what you just w- witnessed with Squirtus and Rimjob. They're completely unaware of how they're perceived by other people. Okay? Like, they'll sit there and go, you know, I, I'm... Okay, let's, before we get into Uber, um, I wanted to talk about the evil eye. Because Squirtus apparently went on and on about how rich he is how he has fuck you money, how he has great business acumen, and how uh, if only I'd kept my mouth shut, I would be rich like him. I'm not uh, money rich. I would be considered wealthy. I have uh, no debt and land and, uh, uh, you know, I'm very happy. I have some silver and, you know, I got a Dalmatian and I can still get high, as they say, but not high and I don't have a Dalmatian. His bragging is really, really blasphemous, all right? It's one thing to show what's possible and to uh, celebrate your wins with your crew because that actually elevates people. It's another thing to, be, um, to, be, to do what he does. I'll tell you a little story real quick. So my family has gotten pretty big, God, uh, thank God, okay? I'm so grateful and blessed that I have four sons that are probably going to be huge, they're all very active in sports and violin and all this stuff. And my wife's always gotten, I have to cart them all around and all this stuff. And uh, we have this uh, small SUV, a Chevy something, and it's pretty tight. Like when we just went to the airport, we could barely fit. Like Amy had to have a large, um, a large suitcase on her lap and it's just jam-packed. Like everywhere we go, I've had to follow Amy around to have the stroller in my truck so that she can go to like violin and soccer and blah, blah, blah. So we really are in the market for a new SUV, like a large one. And uh, before the festival, we had some extra money. You know, then we spent a lot for the festival, but we're building back up again. And we, we are going to get a larger SUV. And uh, Amy sent me a link to an Escalade. Because it was everything that we would want. It was actually a really good price. It was in like the high 20s. And I wrote back, we're not driving an Escalade. Because that's, um, that's ostentatious. That's, that's like, a, that looks bad. Like, I don't like to look rich. I don't like to look like uh, I'm a special boy. I actually hate it. I literally said, uh, yeah, but see, here's the thing is the van... Um, the van doesn't work in the snow that well. Like, we've looked into like a minivan... But we live in rural Idaho, so Escalades are for the bees. But also, I'm, I'm like, what's the Escalade without the idea of um, pompous celebrity, you know? 
And I'm really into the suburban, but we're looking at stuff. You know, I want the lowest brand, like the the least, like the least attracting of the evil eye to do what we require, which is large trunk space, room for, you know, six, five of which are going to be giant people, a woman there. Who knows if they get into hockey and football and all this crazy. Yeah, Ford X. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather have a Ford, a Chevy. And here's the thing. The Escalade was actually cheaper than a lot of Suburbans. But I was like, I actively attempt to not be linked in that world. Like, do you know what Squirtus drives? A Tesla. He drives a fucking Tesla. Excursion 73 Power. So yeah, I did a post on uh, Bertari Times and... Uh, a lot of people were saying a 2003 excursion with a 7.3 power stroke. You can get 33,000 miles on it. That's what Spool Bear said. I like, um, I'm looking at like a 2013 to 15 Suburban. Uh, because that's another thing is I don't, I'm trying not to get into any debt. And a new Suburban is like $90,000, which I do not have. <laughs> so I don't mind getting used. But I just wanted to give you that idea of what I'm facing and how I handle my life. Like, I honestly don't try to look like a special fancy boy. I'm always trying to blend in. You know, Squirtus, that whole bragging about how rich you are, driving the Tesla, telling people you have fuck you money, that's that's bad, dude. Because I, like, my family really, and so I looked into uh, all kinds of options because I'm not into Reba, you know, usury. They do have a zero interest loans uh, if you pay it off in time. That's something to look into. I looked into leasing because that's uh, technically not usury. Or I could buy a used one if I just save up for a little bit. But it's uh, it's going to be super helpful for my wife. It's uh, something that, you know, is good for the family. It's, it's kind of like when I got this huge refrigerator. It looked ostentatious, right? When I first got that refrigerator, Reddit went nuts. They're like, look at them. Look at them spending all the, your, your money, the stupid bears. And then you saw what we did with it. We literally have a milk business. <laughs> okay, actual men, like good-hearted people are not angry at wealth. They're mad. They get evil eye about materialism and arrogance. If you have a really high-functioning um, uh you know, $5,000 refrigerator uh, and you just keep some beer in it, you're a piece of shit. Like people look at you like, who the fuck do you think you are? If you have aging cheese and milk and whey and blah, 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 and it's like packed and you're a homesteader, people are like, nice, I want to be like that. You understand? And so now I'm about to read this and then we'll get into uh, uh, the Uber story because I, I really enjoy these... Uh, it says, don't read on stream, but I did get permission. He just said not to read the PS, even though it's just a nice thing. But I always like to get permission. That had to be the first campfire he'd ever been near. Can't believe he was on Rio. He wears jorts and drives a fucking Tesla. How do we never see it? No, it's like, it's that pompous, look at me. I'm the special boy. And so if he wants to give me advice, I'll tell you, Squirtus. If you want to uh, to be Mr. Homesteader and 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 relate to actually good people that are rural. Stop bragging about how much money you got. Stop driving Tesla. Stop being a little bitch. All right. Cause nobody likes it. Nobody likes when people act like that. 
All right. Squirtus can't stop uh, squirting about the donations. He's pathetic. Yeah. And we put it all into the land and management and the festival. And that's, that's why I, good people don't want, my biggest donation was $30,000 Squirtus. Oh man, that probably just made you sick to your stomach, didn't it? You want to fucking squirt yourself silly. One of the bears sent $30,000 to help out with this land. Okay. Does that make you furious? Guess that money went into the land for the festival. Nobody's just giving me money, Squirtus. And the reason, and you can't understand that because you're incapable of doing what I'm doing. In your mind, you'd be like, oh, I just grab it and run. Oh, Jesus, it's a cup. You know? There's very, very wealthy bears that really like what we're doing. And they, uh, yeah, like the bears sent 33,000 kind of as a joke. <laughs> and they're like, crush. I love what you're doing. You know, it gives me, uh, gives me hope. And want to know one of the reasons that people feel so comfortable donating because they know I'm honest and they know I, I'm not a special boy. $30 is what Squirtus said he charges for six days on his property or 30,000. Yeah, guys, it would be crazy if someone just sent me $30,000 for myself. Yes, obviously. Obviously that would be alarming. That would trigger cult alarm bells. Yes, obviously. Like, I'm not retarded. If I was sitting here and somebody's like, here's 30 grand, I'm fucking gay, pay it away. Like, yeah, I, even I would be like, I, I don't feel comfortable with this arrangement. This is weird. But this type of donation uh, money flowing so that people can grow things is not unheard of at all. And people with money know that. And I don't think Squirtus is actually in a very high... Uh, class of people because if he doesn't realize that this is not as uncommon as he thinks I don't think Squirtus appeals to very high like a high wealth category of people you know isn't that interesting people seem not to see that their opinion of the world is also a confession of their character yeah it's true I don't know you've made people laugh pretty hard that stone song yesterday is worth at least 10 grand I wouldn't feel comfortable if uh, if people were just giving if, if someone just gave me 30 grand to pay their gay away unless they were like worth hundreds of millions of dollars and they just thought it was fun. I would feel completely obligated to do something with it and I would absolutely spread the wealth with my guys. Fact. All right, let me do a quick. So one, two, three. I have five people working full time for me now. Five. <laughs> and as you can see, this isn't like the biggest money maker in the world, guys. It's like, look at what we're doing here. It's not like I have Squirtus Stone Ponzi scheme money. I have five people that can pay their I can I have five people now that can pay their families based on this stream. All right. So it's wealth creation for an entire community. If someone were to give me a lot of money like that. It would go back into our, um, well, after I bought a Suburban, it would go, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? All right. So this is the, the idea about the evil eye. And uh, I like to live in a way where people would feel very good about that, like a very large donation. Yeah, but can't, because everybody benefits. Like that dude who gave $33,000, everyone benefited. Without those large donations, those $10,000 donations, that one huge donation, 
we could have pulled it off, but not to the level we did. We couldn't have secured the land as fast as we did. We would have been leasing it. Fortunately, we have a great lease agreement with the current owner. That's why we can do this lease to own over five years without any usury. So we could have still pulled it off, but those big donations are huge for what we're attempting. But we're now at a point where we the, the $400 ones, the $1,000 ones for the tickets, those are going to work just fine. Just keep hitting base hits. You know, like it seems like every day we bring in $1,000, $2,000 for uh, next year's festival, buying the land, getting the, the bathrooms in place, all that stuff. And you guys get the tickets to the festival, the, the banquets, the uh, making the, uh, what are they called? The, the benches and all that shit. You get to throw tomatoes at me. And that's it. Is $400 still a ticket? Yes. Yeah. Well, and you're a donor. So it's like, we're probably going to also sell, send t- sell tickets. Depending on how many donors we have, we're maxing out at 2,500. We're not going to have festivals anytime in the near future of more than 2,500 people. We feel like that. Then we'd start losing culture. We don't want to expand too fast. So at this point, we can still potentially sell tickets for 80 bucks uh, the few months before the festival. But $400 secures you a ticket and you are a donor with all the perks that come with that. You know, in the future, that'll be like uh, free parking, maybe free food or like you can have a wedding or you could uh, ask us to do a hunting retreat or whatever it is. It's uh, it's uh, it's a benefit. And it's exciting. And I do, after listening to all these corporate stories, these starts of businesses, it, this oddly fits like what we're doing. The story of what we're doing is oddly compatible with some of the biggest things that have ever happened. It usually starts with kind of a wacky guy (laughs) that means well, but is a little crazy. (laughs) And then the key is don't sell out till like when the grabbers all come in. Because that's usually when shit gets super evil. So uh, we're really watching out for that. And that usually comes from uh, debt, trying to rapidly expand. And that's why it's so great that I work with Vox Day uh, with Unauthorized. Because he sees all the uh, traps too. Because his dad was in that world. Um, and, um, And so I love that me and him are like that. Because when you start seeking outside investments, seeking debt, seeking rapid expansion, you end up selling out like I was listening to a whole stream on WhatsApp today and how it started by people that were obsessed with data privacy. And then they sold it for $19 billion to Facebook who took all the data from everyone on WhatsApp. And then the guy got so pissed, he started signal. And it's like these wars that are happening all the time with these corporations, guys, what Nestle is so fucked up. And okay, let me just tell you this story and then I'll read this. So Nestle was founded by this like nice Swiss man and his wife and they couldn't have a uh, baby and his wife was really wanting to help mothers. And so they created this formula to help women who couldn't breastfeed and it was very popular and it was great. And they, it seems like the founder of Nestle was like a good guy and his wife was a good guy and he was a little wacky and misunderstood. And it's like very funny about how much I relate to so many of these guys (laughs) Like they'll have these horrible catastrophes and then out of the fire comes the Phoenix again and people think they're insane and then they change the whole industry. And, you know, like we just did a comedy show where the audience built the stage (laughs) and that sounds totally nuts. 
But that's how all these things start. Okay, so anyway. <clears throat> so Nestle over time, after that guy died and, and more people took over, they wanted more profit share. So they want so they did a whole marketing campaign to convince women that their breast milk was bad for their babies and they should drink um, formula. And uh, and so they paid off science. Never trust the science, guys. This has been going on forever. So Nestle paid all these scientists to do studies that said that the formula is better for the babies than uh, than their breast milk. Well. Millions of babies died, especially Africa, Southeast Asia, all over, and in America, because the malnutrition from, and my mother was an activist against this. I was raised with all this shit. My mom was a pro-breastfeeding activist because she was in the middle of SIDS and all that shit where these uh, formula-fed babies were dropping dead, and the science, the media, all these uh, people that were bought off by Nestle we're all saying that it was a sudden infant death syndrome, but it was actually because the formula that they were giving these babies was so bad. And this is when it gets even more nefarious. So Nestle was paying people to go into hospital wards and go to like poor areas and all this. And they would give women free formula samples. Guess how much they would, they would give them. They would give them enough free formula so their breast milk would dry out. And then they would have to use the formula. And it was all for money because, you know, they were providing formula for women that uh, couldn't breastfeed for whatever reason. That wasn't making enough for them because they they have to expand like cancer when they're in usury, when they're in Reba. And um, and so uh, they're like, we need more. We need more customers. We need. So then they create the customer problem, reaction, solution. They create the market with horrible evil. Nestle is currently draining California of all their water. And then they, they hire media to say it's global warming, that you driving a car is why there's no water in California when literally they drain their aquifers for like pennies on the dollar. They bottle the water and then they sell it back to people for like massive markups. It's so fucking crazy. Like these guys are straight up pirates, man. Straight up pirates. And it's like, We'll get into Uber today, too, about how they function. They drain water from national parks. Dude, they, they got caught selling tap water in the store, which is they were selling like sludge water. They don't care at all. They're fucking nuts. And so uh, they've been responsible for wars in Africa. They, they have child slaves picking chocolate. You know, people act like the Civil War ended slavery. It's so fucking dumb. It's like. Like uh, in Africa, Nestle funds operations where they snatch children from villages and have them work in chocolate uh, fields. And they like just beat the shit out of them, kill them. And, and the only reason they ever stop is if they get any backlash. Because the thing about these corporations is they're fundamentally cowards. And they're so vacated and evil that they're always just chasing whatever they can get away with. That's why... You get the companies you deserve morally. You get the, uh, the governments you deserve. One dollar a day for seven days a week. Yeah, yeah. That's why we were talking yesterday about the Delta and how like, I, I have compassion for Deltas falling for rich men north of Richmond because it's, it's a trap for Deltas. It's like a despair anthem for Deltas feeling like they're mistreated. But it's a trap and they're trying to fuck you over. Okay. 
These politicians have zero shame. Yeah, but it's all of them. It's all of them. It's like these corporations, people trying to act like, oh, free market, NCAP, let the market decide. No. No, dude. If you let these people, if you gave Nestle an army, because these companies do have armies in other countries, like Coca-Cola has death squads, where if you um, demand better wages, they fucking kill your whole family. (laughs) Like, you, like... All, all that happens is these corporations just become governments. They get their own army. It's like insane. Like a lot of us, a lot, a lot of nations have been through these growing pains already. Like you go back to the, uh, like the founding of America with the, uh, all the mercenaries that you would hire to go kill off your competition. You, you want to have a government. You want to have a, uh, an agreement with the public because these corporations do act with agreements and laws. And we'll get into Uber in a minute. It's fascinating. But anyway, this is uh, a thought about the evil eye. How to poke the evil eye. No fear, no paranoia. Owen, a few days ago, you did a three-hour Saturday evening stream, mostly talking about Paul from uh, fall from pockets and your disillusionment with the wider truther community. One of the things I brought up in the chat during the stream was the concept of the evil eye. And because of that, now I felt uncomfortable when you consistently showed your happy family and successful farm life. May Allah increase these things for you. One of the things, uh, or no, um, but it looks like you took my comment in a different way. You interpreted that I was somehow fearful that bad, crazy people with guns were going to somehow come after me and do me harm. Yeah, I can get a little paranoid late night Saturdays. Uh, That's not what I was talking about. My bad. I should have explained better. I'm talking about more metaphysical realities. First, a disclaimer. No one should not go to lengths about worrying about the evil eye. This is very common in some communities and it just causes paranoia. What is the evil eye? The evil eye is a reality. It can be powerful. Islamic scholars explain that it is from God's will that sometimes he creates harmful effects from the evil or jealous glances and looks of others. The prophet Muhammad, may Allah bless him and give him peace, warned of the harms of the evil eye. He said the evil eye is real. If anything could outstrip destiny, it would be the eye. Note that the prophet's statement, if anything could outstrip destiny, is rhetorical. In it, there is an affirmation that nothing outstrips destiny, even though the evil eye is harmful. It can only affect to the extent God has decreed. For this reason, the prophetic protections are directly related to turning to God, whose hands alone control all affairs. I'm not going to share them here because it would make the letter too long. Our internal world can attract the evil eye. Uh, With that in mind, here's something one of my teachers, a Swiss English Islamic scholar, said about the evil eye. Showing off in one's acts of worship, and this is also in the Bible completely. This is just the Islamic version. Like you're not supposed to biblically be seen, like you're not supposed to want to be seen about how pious you are. You know that that is actually uh, an indulgence. That's not good. And so, um, you know, or in worldly possessions or achievements is forbidden. What is wrong with it is that one looks at a blessing that is from God and ascribes it to one's own self. Then one seeks that it be seen by others so that one's rank may rise in their eyes. This results in pride and has been compared to polytheism. Indeed, even a slight amount of showing off is worshiping God's Besides Allah, Hakim. All right. 
Talking about one's baby and showing pictures to others can be ostentatious and haram. You have to look at your heart when you are doing it and after when people respond. If you are eager to get likes on your Facebook page, for example, or you are waiting for someone to show that they are impressed or the opposite, you are crestfallen when you don't get the attention you wanted, that is ostentatious. If you feel this, you have to get it out of your heart and change your intention before you take an action. Otherwise, you will be acting upon ostentation and doing something forbidden and hated in God's eyes. It can also be a way of sharing the joy and thanking God if all you want is to show others how happy you are with God and there is not hankering in your heart for their praise that is not ostentatious, inshallah. All right, so you guys understand it. You guys get the point. So I have done a lot of soul searching on this topic and why I am the way I am. And am I bragging or am I seeking uh, attention? And, and I'm honestly not. I probably have at times in my life, but I'm not attempting to. So, okay. So sometimes if I am showing off the size of a crowd or how loud people got when I got on stage or how beautiful my family looks, it's to inspire and it's to be grateful. It isn't to be like, look at, look at me, I'm, I'm the special boy. It's because there is a vast emptiness in mass media of that so that it keeps, especially males, low. It keeps their sights very low. Maybe they can get a, an Instagram model to send them a nude or maybe they can get enough money to go on a cruise or maybe they can go out and get drunk with the boys, okay? So their sights are here. I'm attempting to get their sights like this. That's why I do what I do. Um, it's, but I do understand why someone would be concerned of the evil eye. Now I do get the evil eye from gamma males because the gamma male is always projecting their own insecurities. Like when I was making that very obvious point to old Squirtus that he was trying to use my 164,000 person Twitter account to promote, uh, Jordan Peterson when he only had 3000 and he got enraged. You guys remember that? Uh, I was not bragging at all. He just perceived it that way because that's because he, in my opinion, has been consumed by the evil eye. BB, you inspire men to elevate. It's not narcissism. Yeah, yeah. But I'm explaining this because there is a difference. There is a difference and you will be able to spot it. And uh, so when you have money, uh, think about how you can use it to enrich your family, your future, your community. Uh, lower your stress, increase your output, you know, that's fine. Like theoretically, if the bear's owned a 747, that isn't, um, that isn't ostentatious if it's used. If it's like, okay, if we have a 747, we can get all these people to all the bear, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like no amount of wealth in itself is bad. It's how you do it. It's like, What's your intention? Are you attempting to create an idol out of yourself? Are you attempting to elevate yourself above, above the, your fellow man? Or are you trying to elevate your fellow man with you, right? And that's what it is. Like, think about how many people in this community don't have kids. And when I show my kids, like, let's say they're, they're older and they know they're never going to have kids. It doesn't trigger envy and hate in them unless they're a gamma male. They're like, Oh, bless you guys, man. It's, uh, it's, it's really cool that you uh, share them with us and that I can like, you know, 
live a little bit through you with that because I never had kids versus there are people that will do all their family picks and people will be like, you're going to have to fucking rub it in. You know, you understand what I'm saying? You can figure this out. I have Squirtus, my precious. Yeah, yeah. You inspired me to get a greenhouse. I love it. Yeah, that's always my goal. My goal is not to show you. Like, I've actually pulled back a bit on, on my homestead picks. I do. I still do them. But I was starting to feel like, because I was starting to see this uh, movement in the homestead community of like this materialistic, ego-driven um, thing that was happening where it was like, you know, it was like very based on look at me, look how special I am. And I really, I promise I've never wanted to do that. It's always been, look at how you can live. Um, you know, this is like, you can have a lifestyle like this because so much of the internet is uh Bugatti's and, and, you know, booze and sexual exploits and ego and all that shit. I was trying to balance that out with like, what I believe to be fairly inexpensive ways to enrich your life and be closer to nature, closer to God, closer to all that stuff. But if it does get to a point where it feels like it's, it's, it's like rubbing it into people, I wouldn't do it. I don't want, I don't, I never want to feel that. I never want to make anyone feel that way. Kids make me smile and laugh every time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like to share my life with you guys. And I like to share the highs and the lows, um, but I never am trying to rub anything in, I promise. All right, moving on. By the way, no one's having more fun than this lady. I found the one lady on all of the internet that is having more fun than me. Nice. If me and my wife can get there, we're going to do this. Pool Effect live music, Saturday, September 30th. All proceeds going to the Skate Park Alliance of Bonners Ferry for a new skate park. The Pearl Theater, 7160 Ash Street, Bonners Ferry, 6 to 9. Uh, brought to you by blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, this is Spool Bear. We're hanging out with Spool Bear recently. And me and Amy, that's one thing I love about the fest is you can bring kids if we can uh, figure out a babysitter, we're going to go to that. But if not, if you're in the area and you want to go support Spool Bear and his music, go check that out. I'll listen. I'll read his uh, letter in a minute here. Also, I do have the Ira letter from Postal Fett. That should be very exciting. I thought this video was funny. This is the rich men north of Richmond singing along to rich men north of Richmond. And notice one thing about Trunk that I will give him is he doesn't know the words, which I think is great. This guy was in a bus. Now he's yeah. Bullshit out. Sucking dick. What the words got to People like me. Pussies like you. Fucking queer. Yeah, it is. 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 Yeah
this one suck, looking at dirt, squirting on myself, fucking and sucking. I know what you do, Trump isn't sucking dick. All right, that was, uh, notice how uncomfortable Trump is in his own skin. Just look at him just trying to, like, be himself. By the way, all the guys here are all the guys the song's about. (laughs) By the way, that totally might not be Trump. But it's like, he he can't, like, he's just so uncomfortable. And he doesn't know the words, which is cool. Well, the world's got to suck it with you. Suck it with you. He's like, what it is. Hell is living in the new world. With my own soul. So those guys in that room don't want total control. Look at Trunk's face. He's like, I'm sucking a little tiny microwind. <laughs> okay. That's what I do here. I make people laugh. And I, I'm doing a damn good job. Um, that's what I do. Speaking of Indians, uh, have you ever noticed that Indians bobble their head like uh, Ben Shapiro? Coming to India as a foreigner, you will notice people moving their heads up and down, side to side, and diagonally, <coughs> especially diagonally. The farther south you travel down the country, the more prevalent the head wobble becomes. We are now in Tamil Nadu, as far south as you can go, and heads are bobbling everywhere. Okay, thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is it a yes or a no? A nod of approval or a false head shake? The answer can be all of the above, and it's so unique that it deserves its own video explanation. The yes wobble, the no wobble, the maybe wobble, the what's up wobble, the I understand wobble, and the wobble to acknowledge someone's presence. The most interesting thing that I find about head wobbles is that it's 100% subconscious. If you ask people to do it on the spot, they can't. Can't. So everybody do the yes. 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 Is it really up and down? Yes. <laughs> Something I've noticed is the faster the head wobble, the more understanding that person is. A slower head wobble is only a little understanding or just a sign of respect. But altogether, this is just one of the many unique things about Indian culture. And if you ever come here, then you must learn how to adapt. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Drew Binsky, and if you like my travel videos, please click subscribe and join me as I plan to uh, visit every country. Shut your fucking mouth. Godsworth, ready for the Super Chats? All right, um, I got more for you. This is an idea I had about uh, cows. Okay, I have an idea. Let me know if any of you guys have ever done this or known anyone who does this. I want to try and get the most nutritious food in the world. Here's my plan. <clears throat> I've never heard anyone do this, but I guarantee someone has because it's just so obvious. Turns out Sea Cow does it. But um, I want to get the most nutritious soil I possibly can, like load it with like, I know you guys might not want to hear this, but like blood, (laughs) ground bones, all kinds of stuff. Just get this soil just super nutrient dense, then grow grass from that or plants from it, and then feed that to... uh, cows and then have that milk or meat because we already do that with eggs 
We uh we feed our our chickens uh raw. They're uh, like, cow- what if we went to Ukraine in one of those fields where they just killed like a hundred thousand guys, and we planted grass like where all the blood is, and then we got like that. That sounds dark. That sounds dark. How dare you, Denmark Bear, for putting that in my head? Okay. And, uh, you know, organic vegetables and all that. And their yolks are so orange. And the, the eggs are so unbelievably nutrient-dense that I want to do it on a bigger scale and just see how crazy it can get. Like, imagine if you could get a, a steak that's almost like purple with, with nutrients. So if we get... You know, it all starts okay, with Okay, now I'm freaked out about the Ukraine thing, but I think that might be one of the points of wars to really get a lot of a lot of uh, nutrients in the soil. Like, imagine if we just got a bunch of gammas and drained them, and that sounds bad. I'm, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling the nose up on that one. All right, born again, Bear. I haven't tipped in a while, uh, so I wanted to correct that. Just know I never miss a stream. Also, it seems like a great time to reiterate my love and support for you and the Bear community. Thank you, brother. Oh, I said, I like brother. I'm not losing brother. The way you so eloquently described the Delta in yesterday's stream really hit home because that's exactly me. The master rhetorician and natural flow state was on full display. Thank you. Anytime. Nathaniel, here's a tip. When you compared Polly Pockets to the South Park fart smelling, I laughed to the point of tears. The candor song and improv was hilarious. I don't expect anything, but you know, typical Big Bear, NATO Bear. Why, thank you. Uh, Book Crossing Bear, Jort and Jorter and Jordist love the fight onward. And thank you. for. There's some uh, very generous ones today. I appreciate it. And some hilariously uh, uh, Gematria ones. This one's for 9-11. Cloud Chaser Bear, paying your gay away for not quitting Paul Sooner. Yesterday, 1777 was epic and super fascinating. You're deaf crushing on a whole new level. Yeah, I stopped listening to depressed ex-cult guys from India. Like, I, I can't believe I... I, yeah, I've, I've been leveling up, and thanks for noticing. Timing with Bearfest, Squirtus, and 1776 was awesome. Keep the gravy flowing, and Bowler Bear letters are hilarious. Indeed, don't let it go to his head, though, or else he'll steal a bike and get someone pregnant. Bunny Bear, BB, I was discouraging people from getting involved in Rim Jobs chat because the other day that was the plan. That was before they escalated. I love the fight because they poked the bear's bunny. Well, I mean, it's just a joke. They're so stupid. It's like so pathetic to see these people, you know, these alpha males sitting around bitching about another guy publicly for three hours. It's like, well, you make fun of them. I'm a comedian. Yeah, but I sell micro weeds. <laughs> He's alienating. I, listen, he spends money like a sieve. I would not be surprised, guys, honestly, <clears throat> if uh, Squirtus is completely leveraged and broke. He's acting like a scared, broke guy who wants to be perceived as rich. Actual rich people don't publicly say they have fuck you money. Like, that's a guy in a lot of pain, in my opinion. I can't, maybe not, maybe he is super loaded off his Ponzi schemes with microweens, but I mean, what he's doing is such a horrible call. If he really is planning to be the stable voice that understands homesteading, like, I, I mean, he sounds like he, you know, he over leveraged himself and now he's scared and just trying to lie his way out of it. 
Candor Bear, glad I didn't get analysis paralysis and the song was enjoyable. Keep the blades off, grungy. Yeah, that was a great song, Candor. I loved it. Cortisol Bear, I figured I'm good for 1500 this year, but 400 of that went to Ozarks and half of the rest goes to Cod's gambling habit. Super Chat chats add up, but worth it. Practically only podcast I listen to. You can relax. Cortisol Bear, you don't need to Super Chat that much. You can calm down. I mean, seriously, if you're if it's adding up to a serious, I mean, unless you're like making tons of money and it doesn't matter, you can send smaller super chats. I'll still read them. All right. Just relax. Sleep deprived. Tip to the van fund. Thank you. J-Rock. Tried to buy a couple shirts today, but it turns out my country is a little too gay for that. Designs look great. Crush on. Oh, yeah. You mean designs like that? The early years. NASA. Don't forget if you want a shirt or a hoodie. Why don't you head on down to the merch store? Check out merchforbears.com. There's March for Dimes. There's Merch for Bears. Some rich people do like to talk about it, but super rich individuals usually want no one. Yeah, but a lot of the rich people that talk about it end up broke again. I've known a lot of people that have gotten rich and then gotten broke again. If you're like bragging, dude, that evil eye shit's real, man. If you're trying to like look like the special boy from all your money, it might not necessarily be your generation, but you're going to lose that shit. It's a just horrible form. It's very low grade. Squirt is squirt. Irrigation technique is producing low yields. Rich braggers are new money people. Zero old money people brag. Yeah, it draws bad attention to you. And it's, it's it, like life is volatile enough where you should be humbled to know at any moment it can all go. And I feel that way too, you know? I have a pretty stable thing going now because of what we built, but at any point it can be gone and then you look like a fucking asshole. (laughs) You know, you're sitting around talking about how rich you are and then you lose everything. It's like, you just look so stupid. And that happens a lot more than you want to understand. There's people that have been worth, I've known people that have been worth 20 mil, went to zero, went to negative, (laughs) and then they got rich again and they lost all of it and... It's so fluid. It's it's why it's called currency. Because it's current. It just flows. The way he talks in front of his daughter is pretty mind-blowing to me. Who are we talking about? Are you talking about Squirtus? Do you you guys remember when Squirtus' toddler daughter was naked on his live stream once? That's a true story. Crazy human beings. Irish Truth Seeker Bear, paying Scouse Bear's gay away for telling everyone it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Scouse. Have a good one. Indeed. Gregory Smith, a devastating injustice happened to my family. I was thinking of sharing on Facebook the news so others could feel how we felt. That night I had a dream. A Satan figure was reading my Facebook mocking me. Yeah. Wow. That's an intense dream. Holy shit. Being humble is not an art well, it's just, I know coming from me, that sounds weird because I can come across as such a Popinjay coxcomb. Those are both old words for meaning the same thing. It's a well-dressed buffoon where I can come across as a braggadocious, cocky, somewhat African sounding individual, but it's my, it's like funny. It's like my job. In reality, life is always very humbling and don't, uh, don't expect it to always just keep lasting. But if you're, if you're resilient, the downturns are just as exciting as the, as the high notes. 
You know, sometimes uh, be, having your feet against the fire and having some real problems is how you innovate. Like, look at what three psychopaths turning on me this last week, six months, whatever, has done for the stream. You know, some people would see that as devastating. The humiliation, them lying about you, them, like, making money on your misery. But, but it's, it's, always, um, it's always a blessing if you view it properly. All right. Um, the weird thing of Squirtus and Rimjob, though, is Squirtus has used his microwing company and Rimjob has used his ability to make bowls and they teamed up to try and get Joe Rogan on their team. As you can see here, uh, Squirtus grew some uh, plants and, and Rimjob made a bowl and they're attempting to bribe Joe Rogan to join their pity party. Okay. Okay, we're going to get into this is... The, C, the former CEO of Uber. Let's talk about Uber. I want to talk about uh, the... He's an alpha. We'll talk about an alpha and then who replaced him. And how alpha isn't good. It's not good or bad. Let me tell you something about alphas. Alphas a lot of time are such high risk taking competitive freaks that the fact people fetishize them is crazy. A lot of them end up in prison. Like a lot of prisons are just filled with quote unquote alphas because they will always push and try and get more and bet everything constantly. They're like gamblers that uh, they, they're viewed as very hostile in society and they are uh, persecuted a lot. But it's they're exciting. They're exciting to tell stories about and to learn about. But I'd much rather be a Delta or Bravo. I'll tell you that. It's just a better life. But um, anyway, so Uber started. I like the Persian CEO that replaced him. Dara is a great operator. Yeah, but it's, it. look at this. Like, look at how they look. Do you think they killed his family? Well, we'll get to that. So this is the, the uh, alpha, and this is who they replaced him with. <laughs> Isn't that, that great? So you have that guy. They're both Jews, by the way. And people are like, Oh, they, they killed his family because they, 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 they wouldn't submit to the Jew. No, no. He's also a Jew. Of, of course he's a Jew. They're fucking, it's all like one chutzpah line of DNA. So this is the guy that's doing all kinds of moves. And then they're like. All right. So uh, let's get into it. it. It's like reading a saga of a warring army. It's fascinating, these people's stories. Like the story of the stupid app on your phone where you can get where you can get a car reads like a Roman fucking conquest. All right, so let's get into it. So Uber started with Travis, who I just showed you, and his buddy Garrett were in Paris trying to get a cab. It took too long. They wanted to replace it. And they had just seen a movie uh, with James Bond and they were obsessed with how in this James Bond movie, they could watch a car, they could track a car going around a maze. And they're like, we want to bring that to the people. So the original thing they did, oh, and I got a lot of this information from Magnate, the uh, YouTube channel. It's really interesting. And it's just anything is better than Pockets of the Future and Rim Job and all these things. I cannot believe I was in such a low state at some point in my last six years that I started listening to these droning, self-obsessed, narcissistic fucking losers. 
Alphas make mistakes too. 90% of what alphas do are mistakes. But it's that 10% where they can really just... And they're always expanding as fast as they can. They're like, ah! You know, and they do get a lot of sexual rewards from women because of their like... um, they're, they're, they're just enthusiasm and they're just like, they, they're usually a lot of, if they're successful alphas, they're rich as fuck. But even if they're low, they don't have money, that, that energy they have is alluring to women. And that's why they get fetishized in life because people are such fucking perverts. But uh, they make horrible husbands and a lot of them end up in prison. And a lot of women with more wisdom know to stay away from them. But women do have an attraction to alphas just because they're so dynamic and they're not, you know, they're just so, they just draw your attention. It's like when a goat, like I got male goats, they go, that guy's going to get more goats and he looks fucking retarded to me. But if you have like a, just more of a mellow goat that's just kind of standing there, he like the females aren't going to go to him. They're going to go to the one going. It's like women are retards. <laughs> like women do some, but it's, it's short term. It's like the alphas are typically very promiscuous. It's almost impossible for them to, uh, to uh, be faithful. They can, but it's really hard. Um, they're high risk takers. It's a very stressful life for their women. That's why a lot of their women are, they end up very stressed. They age quickly. Like if you look at uh, Real Housewives, those shows, like those women are all married. Most of them are married to alpha males. And you can see what it's done to them. Like they're, they're like worn out. They're just, <laughs> you know. Anyway, so, so they, their first app, their first Uber app was Black Cars. It was a really good idea. It was high luxury for Silicon Valley, San Francisco, wealthy people where you didn't have to call anybody. Women are retards. No, you know what I mean, though? I mean that men are retards, too. I don't mean that like it's an anti-woman thing. Men are men have buttons and levers that you can do on us. That's retarded, too. You know, I could think of some, but, you know, like uh, we just love like shooting targets. You know, we love all kinds of the dumbest shit, like just. Why do we do that? Like, why do we stand in circles in fields for hours? I I don't know. Like, why do we stand around in a circle for hours in fields? You know, like I could easily break down the nature of a man as being a retard. But women can be very easily led with the dumbest shit. Because it's not even they just they just look at you and then they just start walking towards you. It's like, all right, anyway. <clears throat> so the thing that set Uber apart was uh, you didn't have to call anyone. And now that everyone's a little autistic, myself included, um, you don't want to talk to another human. You just want to hit a button. I'm a little like that. Not going to lie. I prefer texting than calling. I don't like talking on the phone. And, uh, and uh, also you could track the car, which seemed really fun. For Imagine being like a really rich person. You get to feel like James Bond where you can see a car as it's coming to get you on a map. So so you never have to think, where's the car? It's like, right. Really good idea. And, um, and so, and you don't have to tip and you don't have to fumble with money and you don't have to use a credit card. So imagine that it's a really good idea. You have, you have an app where they have your credit card information. 
They, you can just hit buttons. Uh, a luxury professional driver will come pick you up. You can see where he goes, drop you off. No money's exchanged. That is very appealing. So what happens next? This is when these, um, you know, psychopathic alpha male types thrive, but it gets so nuts. And then you can understand how every war in history has started and was fought. And so then the transportation office comes to their, they're doing really great. Like first three months, they're crushing. It's building. They don't have to own any of their own cars. They're just uh, offering a service. And a lot of times with these alpha psychopath types, the more they're challenged, the higher they rise. Like people have said that Rome conquered the world defensively. (laughs) Like every time you're even a little attacked, you take over that. And someone else, they they like bump into you, you take over that. And you just keep expanding so that no one can try and take your throne. And uh, generationally, it doesn't usually last. Like people are worried that Amazon is going to take over the world. No, these things happen all the time in history where you get these monopolies or you get these huge things and then they collapse from the inside. A lot of times alpha males, um, their next generation, a lot of their kids are broken. Like they... Vox has talked about that, like an ultra alpha, like can break and wear down their own son. So they become very meek. You saw that in the show Succession. That's extremely true. <clears throat> and so succession is, can be very hard. <clears throat> can be very hard for a family business. So especially in this modern Jewy, uh, Talmudic, no honor, uh, grit, anything goes business world, it actually has a very bad effect. Like there's a reason why people have honor codes and nobles are expected to act with nobility, like as somebody doing a noble act is because these uh, robber baron types and America's known for it will boom, rush up the hill and get all this wealth, and then it just collapses like a deck of cards. You know, it happens all the time. And so, and a lot of it is from an internal problem. The culture they create, you know, um, Brutus stabbing them in the back at the, at, the, uh, at the stairs of the Senate. This is a fractal truth that happens. Like the mega alpha that's just expanding, expanding, expanding. Rah, can never be stopped. Oh, he's going to take over the world. Oh, no, no. Bang, stabbed in the back. Happens all the time because they create a culture of hostility. And I've been around mega alphas in um, Hollywood and I've seen, and I, some of them I'm, I'm, I really like as people and I was very loyal to them, but I've seen the exhausting nature of their life and how many problems they have. Some of them don't sleep. Guys, it's like, that's why they have these circles under their eyes. There's so many of these guys where you'll see them and they look like walking death. Uh, And that's why. Okay, so anyway, so the transportation office comes to their office, to the Uber, the new company, and say that it's illegal what they're doing. There's laws around taxis. Every trip that they do is a $5,000 fine and 90 days in jail because Uber didn't own the cars. They didn't get the proper licensing, blah, blah, blah. So what does Travis do? Travis, in typical alpha fashion, does not back down. Uh, What he does is he gets ultra aggressive and starts redefining words. So what his next move is, his name is Travis Kalanick. He ignores it. 
you know, his, his team, the Deltas and Bravos are terrified. You know, oh, shit, we're done. He's like, no, we're not. He said, ignore it. Uh, and we're not a cab company. We're a tech company. And we use independent contractors. And so they, they do this little word thing where they, they start redefining words a little. They start making an argument. So now that has to go back to the government where they have to debate it. And that's slow and all this. And while they're doing that, rapid expansion. So one thing about these type of people is they have access to huge amounts of money. These like uh, Jewish Silicon Valley uh, printing press money guys. One thing they have access to is a ton of money. Uh, all debt. They're always in debt. That's why they're always owned and always operating like such maniacs. But they have this access to credit. And so he gets all this money <clears throat> because he can, show, uh, he can show that he has a viable company. And eventually it's going to be this data hub and everybody's squirting about data because they're all secretly voyeurs and uh wait till you get to heaven and hell about this story he creates heaven and hell we'll get to it so he buys he make does a deal with AT&T gets all these uh cell phones gives them out to all his drivers and gives them a big bonus and says like we got to start operating faster more 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 and they're operating at a huge loss because they're trying to get as many people to do this as they possibly can. They get all these little, highly competitive teams. They, he puts them in all these different cities in America. Go, go, go. Get as many people as you can to start using this, even at a loss. First, first trip's free. Black car. You know, get to feel like, a, like an important person. No money exchange. Go, go, go. Put this app on your phone. Okay. So by the time the authorities... Um, could catch up to what he was doing. They already had such a large active user base that what they did next, he was always coding, is he set up a button on Uber where every single driver and customer, all they had to do is hit a button and it would flood the local representatives with uh, petitions and letters to the Congress. I love Uber. Don't go after Uber. I love Uber. I was, so that slows them down. They have to start going through all this, seeing what laws apply. And as he's doing this, he's trying to expand as fast as he can so that he has leverage over the local governments because it was banned in every city. Every single taxi um, union, every local authority, there was regulations that said Uber is absolutely illegal. Okay? They didn't own their own cars. They didn't have licenses. They didn't give their uh, workers benefits, blah, 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 blah. So what was the narrative he used in order to motivate his people. Everybody needs a narrative. You can't just say, we're, we're, we're greedy. We're just going to do this. Fuck everybody. You have to say, the taxi, the taxi companies are all corrupt. They're all colluding. They're all in bed with the government. You know, you make your claim that you're actually Robin Hood. That you're coming to free the world from these corrupted taxi companies. That you have to spend $250,000 for a medallion in New York City. That, that you want to own your... Okay, so he's making this claim. So he has highly motivated people working with him. They have tons of investment capital and they're expanding as fast as they can. But people are getting really, really mad. So uh, governments attempt to shut them down, give them these huge fines. So what does he do? He starts organizing protests outside of city halls just to make it look like the people want Uber. Now, who are doing these protests? Uber employees. He would pay them. He'd be like, you get an extra $1,000 or whatever the deal he worked out if you go to this uh, protest. 
And so the way these companies operate is Uber still has never made a dollar. Like I just got this in the mail. I'm more profitable than Uber. Okay. Uber's never made $1. Airbnb's never made $1. None of these companies function on profit. It's only about expansion and investment. They're Ponzi schemes. They're all Ponzi schemes. It's like this Ponzi scheme um, culture of Silicon Valley. That's why eventually it will break. And so, uh, and while that's happening, we're just going to march on. We're going to have these businesses like Bertaria Times and Unauthorized and various things that we're doing where uh, we don't have outside investors. We don't rely on usury and all this stuff. And we're not going to be the, we're not going to have $25 million parties with Beyonce at them like Uber does. Um, But we're going to be a lot happier because they end up killing his family. We'll get to that. So uh, by the time, yeah, so he's organizing protests, blah, blah, corrupt taxi cartels, uh, that was the narrative. They had to break the rules. They had to break the rules. This is why all these guys are, they learned this as Jews. So uh, even way before the Holocaust, the Jews were kicked out of Egypt by Pharaoh. You know, even in my Catholic upbringing, we'd still do the Jewy bullshit of, let my people go. When Israel was in Egypt's land, Wet my people. I remember singing that when I was like eight. So the victim, the way the victim narrative works is we have to break the rules because they're trying to hurt me. That's why, uh, you know, Rim Job and Squirtus, I have to do a three hour stream all about Owen Benjamin and make up lies about him because he's trying to hurt me. Okay. So they're now in direct conflict with Taxi unions, governments, all kinds of shit. You know, like the governments are actively trying to shut them down, but they're getting this, they're creating this chaos and this uh, drama. And bear in mind, it is a good service. Like, I'm not saying that they're just criminals. Like they're just, it's just like they're at war. They view business as war. Gentile America didn't view business as war. You know, this new breed of gritty Talmudic Jays coming in from Russia, Eastern Europe, they view, and I'm not saying it's just bad. You know, it's different. It's not how Christendom viewed business, but it's, uh, it's not how Islam views business. It's probably bad. It's probably bad, but it's exciting. It's a good narrative. All right. You know, every time in the Old Testament, when the Jays really go at it, it's a great fucking story until they get burned again, you know? And so they're going for it. They're like, we're at war. We're at war with God for money. You know, that's what they're doing. And, and by God, it's, it's order, honor, truth, all those things. And I'm not saying Gentiles don't do that. Gentiles have their own problems, but not like this. It was not, it was like, you know, Gentiles were less effective. Like Gentiles wouldn't come up with something like Uber. You know, they'd just be, you know, sending pigeons for a horse still probably if it wasn't for these fucking lunatics. So, but you know, I'm probably a lot happier. But anyway, uh, moving on. So uh, 2012 rolls around and Uber now says anyone can drive because their main thing at this point is develop political capital because so many governments are trying to take them out. They want more people working with them. It's like what the federal government did. The federal government has millions of employees. That's why uh, you'll never see people vote out the federal government because they have millions of people whose entire livelihood depend on them. 
So Uber's like, forget about professional drivers. We want everyone and we want a button where they can always petition the government. Okay? Expand, expand, expand. So they start Uber X. So anybody can sign up for Uber and they say, you know, the taxi drivers are corrupt. We're here for you, the people. Okay, meanwhile, if you factor in gas prices, maintenance, all this shit, the average Uber driver is making less than minimum wage. Okay? It's actually not helping the drivers once you start factoring that in. And so the government is now starting to, this, this gets very exciting. So the government starts threatening the drivers themselves. They're like, okay, these, uh, these shifty grabbers are not going to uh, uh, take a knee. They just won't quit. And some of them end up in prison. That's why Trump is always pardoning these uh, Ponzi scheme Jew guys is because a lot of times they go, 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 and they do end up in prison for these things, that these businesses, okay? And the regulatory commissions are not just, they're not out to hurt the people. I mean, if you look at Nestle, they're draining the water of California and calling it climate change. If you don't control these businesses, it gets so fucking dark so fast. The baby formula market killed millions of babies, dude. Babies. Okay? So anyway, and the government uh, wants more people to be alive because that's collateral for more of their power. You know, the farmer wants cows. So the government actually doesn't want uh, people to just die. Now, dependent people, they may want to die. That's the vaccine situation. But a lot of times the government is actually trying to regulate so people aren't just completely annihilated because they want they want the productive years to be good tax cattle. All right. So anyway, um, so the government is now saying that that Uber drivers will be fined in their cars impounded if they catch them. Now, what do we know about the government? It it moves very slowly, but it has a lot of uh, enforcement ability. So what do the grabbers do? (laughs) The grabbers are already two steps ahead. What do the grabbers have? They have money and they have chutzpah. So Travis has already designed code working with former NSA and CIA people to create something called a gray ball. So they take all the data. So they're collecting tremendous amounts of data from Uber. Think about how much blackmail they have on people. And of course they blackmailed people. You know, a congressman or a, or a bank guy or whatever. They, they have a, an Uber that they have a girl that they have. You know, they, they record all this shit. You know, they, uh, they, they know exactly where everyone goes, what they spend their money on, how many passengers... You know, if a girl leaves their apartment at 6 a.m., where do they go after that? So they have all this information. And so now what they can do is they can figure out based on the user data. Real quick, let me read this. Pickle bear, ball bear. Pickle's going to new mullet bear soon. Enjoying the progress of our community and the smoking out of gammas. You're true to your word and gammas can't see that since they're blinded with envy. Thank you, pickle bear bear. That was very generous. Kyneton is now salivating on that super chat. So uh, is this interesting for you guys? It's a great story, man. The eighth grabber in me that, that loves chutzpah, I'm, I'm so, uh, I, I love these stories. I love these stories. So anyway, and this, all of us were just using Uber and had no idea this was all happening. And this will also help you better understand the bear wars. 
you know, like the George Wars and all this stuff. It's so common when you're doing anything disruptive in business. Of course, you're going to have media attacks. You're going to have internal problems. You're going to have whisper campaigns. You're going to have regulatory. This is great. Okay. So where was I? Oh, yeah. So what they, they figured out using data exactly which users worked for the government. They could see where they were logged in based on location data, who, what their credit card was based on other purchases, who they were. So they isolated every single government employee and, and, and they would look also to see if they're logging in and out and not ordering cars because these people were going to try and order an Uber and then, and then find those people. So what did they do? They created something called a gray ball where the government employee would log into Uber and they would see no cars and they'd order a car and it would be like wait time, 28 hours. Meanwhile, on every other platform, all the cars were right there. So the government employees who are not as chutzpah driven as the grabblers are just like, there's no cars, but they just couldn't see them. Okay. And also Uber told their drivers that any fines they get, they'll pay. Now, this is right when the Lyft war starts going on. So Lyft is like a new army coming out. Uh, Uber is now fighting at war with Lyft. And so what did they do? Uh, They started something called heaven and hell. So heaven, so they would sit at Mount Olympus and they would have this huge screen where every car in the world they could zoom in on. Every single person in the world with an Uber app could be seen exactly where they were at any time of the day. Their identity, their history, anything about them, they could find. They could find every car moving. They could, they could do, they could uh, switch. Oh, here's a, one of some really cool, one of the only social media apps in the entire world that doesn't do this. Bertaria Times. No ads. 15 bucks a year, guys. 15 bucks a year to have no ads and no data collected. You're welcome. Bertaria Times app. Jesus. It's insane that people do all this free shit and they don't realize they're the, they're the, uh, the mark. I don't even personally don't care about data because I'm so open about everything about my life. But if you have any secrets or anything, data is a bitch. All right, Skynet. Yeah, but see, the, the original dream of this young psychotic alpha was uh, to be like James Bond and be able to look down and see all the cars. So he was doing this. Like, in his mind, it was like he was God. And he could look down and see all of it. So he had a setting called heaven, where it was all the Uber drivers in the world. And then he had a setting called hell, where it was all the Lyft drivers in the world. And so what he did is he would do an algorithm that showed which Uber driver was also a Lyft driver. And so he would send money to that Uber driver. He just kept overpaying those Uber drivers so that they wouldn't take any Lyft. So let's say a, um, an Uber driver was also picking up people for Lyft. He had both things going on his phone. Um, He would make double uh, what he would make on Lyft. But that amount of money wouldn't go to someone not using Lyft. It was only to try and pull people away from Lyft. He would also look and see where the Lyft cars were, and he would just keep throwing money at any driver that was anywhere near a Lyft car. And so this was an attempt to destroy Lyft's ability to pick anyone up. Lyft would do these ad campaigns with mustaches and have these like local meetups. Uber would pay money to do reverse ad campaigns like shave the mustache, 
They would go to their meetups, like crash them, sabotage them, all this shit. Okay? Like these are full-blown war guys. Uh, was Lift Juice too? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all, all of them. Hang on, let me take a look. Lift. Founder. Uh, yeah, John Zimmer and Logan Green. Yes, of course. Obviously. All right, so moving on. Um, where was I? So uh, they bribed any driver who was using both. And they were, this isn't public, but I guarantee there were blackmailing uh, celebrities and politicians using data. Because they would know exactly where they went, what they did. You know, they could match it up with other algorithms, figure all this shit out. All right. Travis enjoyed the fight. He was called out on this publicly and he, and he would say, we're doing nothing wrong. Business is war. And he liked it. He's, he's very alpha. Um, and so, um, where was it? Yeah, so we created this hyper-competitive company. And there's a downside to hyper-competitive companies, especially when you're trying to appeal to liberal, elite urbanites. Because hyper-competition will always create sexual misconduct. Always. In a culture. If you have a culture of, like, just... Rapid expansion, nothing's off the table. When it all costs, you are going to get some rapes. You're going to get some uh, sexual assaults because that's the type of guy you draw. And so he starts getting really bad press about that. The internal um, culture of Uber apparently was very, very hostile to women, um, which is why I don't think women should work at companies like that, obviously, because they're going, it's like a, it's like a, like a pit of vipers. You know, you don't want to put a woman in that situation. And there was uh, starting to be news reports of women taking Ubers, falling asleep and getting raped. So he's getting all this backlash. So he's trying to settle this with a PR thing. Meanwhile, he sends it over to China. He's trying to take China. Uber's already in Mexico, all these other companies. In other countries, in other countries, taxi drivers are getting Ubers and setting them on and setting the people on fire, murders. It's like gang warfare, dude. You have these taxi drivers that paid 250 grand. They're in debt for their medallion. One taxi driver went to the headquarters of Uber, blows his fucking brains out. The other taxi drivers, this is in America, hold up his body, chanting like you did this. Like, dude, it got fucking bloody and dark. And so this is all happening right as we're just living our lives, right behind the scenes. So, so he's in China. He has this, this is why Jews can't get into China, because China is even more low trust. You know, because um, the way that Jews have, uh, have just savaged America because of America's high trust, Gentile, Anglo-Saxon um, mentality of why would they lie, Right. China is not like that. So in America, these uh, Jewish business people will do these big promotions and people are like, wow, nice, free money. You know, one of his promotions for the, the Gentile wasp women was um, on Valentine's Day, they all get a rose and they smell their rose. Oh, five stars, not in China. So he did this promotion where it was like a free ride. So every new driver would get paid and in, and a new uh for the 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 drive 
but the new customer got a free drive, uh, free ride. So just understand. So like, let's say in China, you sign up for Uber, you get a free trip, but the driver gets paid for the trip and that comes out of Uber. It was this big promotion. So what did the Chinese do? They got thousands of burner phones and they just started faking it. So uh, the scammers in China was ra- racking up like $100 million in uh, fees that Uber had to pay when nobody was driving. They would just have like 20 phones in the back of a car. And Travis, you know, was told, are you going to stop the promotion? But he was so bent on getting China that he kept it going. And they're just tanking uh, money-wise. And that was the one country they didn't get. They got a 17% stake in China's uh, rideshare app, but they couldn't take China because China was just... uh, Jewing them worse, like to be chinked out of China. And that's why the Jews hate China so much, because China will take their their uh, marketing techniques, their Edward Bernays, you know, fuck the Gentile in the ass with trickery uh, marketing techniques, and they exploit them with them. Okay. Chinese immorality for the win. Yeah, I mean, China's better at cold, psychotic, algorithmic uh, marketing exploitation than Jews. And so the Jews, you know, they're like, we're going to Jew them down. They're like, we're going to chink you to your death in prison. And they're like, Oh Jesus, I'm about to squirt with Squirticus. And so this is all happening and things are getting intense, but he's enjoying the, the, the fight. And this is what I like about these stories and why I do relate to the Jews a little bit. I do. Because he enjoys the fight. Like it's like what me and Vox or what Vox would always say that I, I enjoy also is, uh, Conflict is the air we breathe. Conflict is the water we swim in. Like, enjoy the fight. Enjoy the ride. When we are in a culture war, enjoy it. This is what makes us feel alive. And nothing makes a Jew feel more alive than trying to get market share in a foreign country using trickery. Even if he fails. But he loves it. And I respect that. Part of me, although it's tricky and all this, I like men. I like when just somebody fucking goes for it. That's why I like early 20th century Jews. I actually love their stories because they're fucking legendary. They have so much actual grit. But the problem is that ultra alpha mentality grinds down your posterity until you're like trans addicted whiny fucks that can barely hold it together. That's why you see the Jews you see today is not the Jews you used to see. And I was having a really good uh, chat with Toronto Jubair about that today, that his family history is like fucking legendary. It's just like this. It's like you are, uh, and it's not, I'm not just going to call it immoral. Like some of them really were just exploiting chinks in the armor. Like they were like, there is a hole here. There's a market. I'm going to, I'm going to fill it. I'm going to hit this. And there's Gentiles that do that. You know, it's not like a totally a racial thing, but they would work day in and night to get that ring, to get that fucking spot. And, uh, and then their posterity got so rich, but they didn't get any morality. And so, and they lost the grits. And now they're just these pathetic, androgynous, drug addicted, childless freaks wearing a mask. You know, that's why it's important to, uh, to keep that morality because you might get ahead now, but it, it will curse your, your bloodline, you know, and that's everybody. That's not just Jews. That's everybody, man. There's whole 
eras of Protestantism and Catholicism and all and Islam, where you'll have whole cursed generations because people got too special, too idolic, too uh, indulgent, too narcissistic. You know, there was, uh, I don't even know if there were Germans or Muslims, or Germanic uh, pagans or, uh, it, it, dude, a lot of the stories are very similar. It doesn't even matter the tribe or religion. It's like, there was this one story, and I'm a, a, a student of history, so I, I read all of these. I love all of it. And I don't know, I, again, I don't know if this is uh, Islamic history or Germanic pagan, but so many of the stories are similar. Where one of the leaders was saying, our grandfathers had one meal a day, you know, because they were strong. It was like one meal a day. And now, and that was the rule. The rule was men ate one meal a day. That was the rule. And now we still claim to eat one meal a day, but we eat all day. You know, and we're fat and we're lazy and we're going to be conquered. And that's always when they get conquered. And uh, a real blessing to the Muslims have been reminding their youth about when they've been absolutely annihilated. And that's important to not forget that. You know, when the, uh, when the horse... Archers from the east took uh, Baghdad and the rivers ran black with ink and red with blood because they got so rich and soft and effeminate that they were saying one Mongol woman could kill 50 Muslim men. They would line them up and just bring them out one at a time and kill them. And at one point, the Mongols were so disgusted by how weak the Muslims had gotten that they were yelling at them like, why are you so fucking weak <laughs> as they're slaughtering them, you know? And it's, it's a pattern that, you know, it should be studied and should be reminded. Like, this is what happens when you don't follow the laws. It's like when you start doing these Talmudic things, like, we're not a taxi company, we're a technology company. Okay, well, they, they killed his mom. So you can play these make-believe games until you can't. And when you have a culture of war, which is cool, don't get me wrong, the, the, the conflict is the air we breathe, but when it's at all costs and it's fake and you're creating these fake victim consciousness and your whole motivation is power and money and control, you're going to create an internal culture that eats itself alive. And you saw that with Uber. So anyway, uh, thousands are all right. So you also did a, a promotion in Washington, D.C. on President's Day. Uh, you got one out of 20 Ubers got an Ubercade with, an, with uh, three Escalades with flags on it. So you got to feel what it's like to be president. Like he was trying to dazzle the Goyim, you know, and it works on the Goyim, does not work on the Chinese. Okay. So it turns out that their wor workers were making less than minimum wage. They had no benefits that they would have gotten in a taxi union. Taxi drivers were literally committing suicide and, and the press was getting so bad. Um, and so then it just keeps going, but he keeps going bigger and bigger and bigger. He's having birthday parties with Beyonce, giving him a piece of Uber, trying to expand, blah, blah, blah. And it gets to a point where people are asking him to step down. And he's like, no, and he won't. But it's like the company's getting sued. It's got all these enemies. And so then his fucking mom gets killed in a boating accident and he takes some time to himself, never returns. And he gets replaced by that guy. So this guy, and you know, he's dating supermodels. He's 
expanding, not sleeping, nothing he's not willing to do, blah, 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 blah. And his legacy is that guy and his mom's dead. So this is, this is the tale of the alpha. Now, and this is why, like, it's a cautionary tale because our, our, uh, our culture fetishizes the alpha, like the crazy guy, because I have some tendencies of the alpha. Like, I, I'm a crazy guy that does wild shit and doesn't really have boundaries to accomplish dreams. I'm not afraid of public speech. In the past, I've been pretty promiscuous. Um, you know, so I understand a little bit of it. I'm mostly a Bravo I'm not, I, I don't love that instability and I, I'm not, I don't have a never ending desire for expansion. In fact, I have to constantly force myself to attempt to expand because I get very um, satiated. I'm a very uh, content person, which is not an alpha quality. I, uh, I'm like, I'm good. You know, my kids are happy. My wife's good. My, my, my close friends are all employed and let's go make fun of some gays. Um, the alpha tendency is always expansion. And I understand that because technically if you're not expanding, you're dying in, an, in a fiat system because your money's always uh, becoming less valuable. So in our current business environment of, um, of debt and all that stuff, if you're not constantly expanding, you are constantly shrinking. I get it, but I... All right, so anyway. So a lot of times these guys go until they, until they hit something that is not willing to let them continue. And this guy hit that mark. And I don't know if it was his investors or if it was the cab, um, the cab companies or if it was the federal government or if it was the central bank or what happens a lot of times. Yeah, my bike is safe. Yeah. Or a lot of times historically, it's when they all start forming a team against you. Like my, that happens to, that just happened to me this week with Paul from Pockets and Squirticus and Rim Job and all that. They're all forming this like alliance against me. Fortunately, in my world, it's a laughable joke and stupid. You know, they sit around and have a pity party and no one cares or watches. Imagine if you just pissed off the federal government, your central bank, your investors, blah, 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 blah. The alpha isn't really the alpha. I mean, the alpha has to always remember that you're propped up by the nobles. I mean, you could look in the Middle Ages. You have the church, the priest class, you have the nobles, you have the large landowners, and you have your own family members. The king is not an autocrat in the way a lot of people think. The king has to constantly remember that he might get a pillow over his face or a knife in the back by those in his court. Okay? Because if you're in a hyper-ambitious environment and you're having to satiate and, polit- and be politi- uh, and, and politically satisfy all your, your, your uh, flag bearers, the nobles, the church, your brother, they're all around you with knives. <clears throat> so when you just keep going, and that's why some of these stories are so interesting, like whether it's Scarface or the Wolf of Wall Street that have been dramatized, But these are real life stories, like the same quality that gets you to take over the taxi uh, world in three years and and revolutionize uh, transportation is the same quality that gets your mom killed. Alpha is only as good as his Bravos. Yeah, and a lot of and alphas also are only as good as their morality. Every time the alpha cheats, every time the alpha steals, every time the alpha 
pumps themselves up with pride and swells with pride and says, I have fuck you money, whatever they're doing. They're every single time they do that. It's a weakness. It's like a, it's a, it's a way in for the enemy and anybody can be an enemy, whether it's the, uh, it's the, um, the industry just displaced. In my case, it's entertainment. It's uh, Hollywood. I am absolutely getting more heat from my competitors in Hollywood than the government. The government has no problem with me. For me, I'm getting my heat from NGOs funding trolls and funding comment swarms and funding hit pieces and all that because me showing that you can do comedy in a hay field and and, uh, release it yourself on a website absolutely threatens Netflix, threatens Amazon. They They might see me as too small at this point where it's a joke, but some people see it as a threat. You know, agents in the past have seen me as a threat because I show you don't have to pay this guy 10 grand. You can do it yourself or 10%. And that creates enemies. Now, if you have strong morality, you have a strong circles around you. You have a strong family. You don't commit crimes. No one has leverage on you. You have no debt, no blackmail. Your enemies, it's like a chessboard with a lot of pawns and a lot of rooks. They can't get you. They can try but they can't without blowback. Now, every snort, every squirt, every lie, every manipulation you do opens you up for that shot from the night. Owen, you are dead right on this. I have glimpsed the inner world of Silicon Valley players. Hedonism always follows. Yeah, and then, and then there's a collapse. I Okay, here's the thing. Like Jeff Bezos seems to operate with more sanity. And I'm not into, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Amazon seems, I mean, he's obsessed with going to the moon and shit. The guy's fucking nuts. But he's not playing it so loose. He's not, he's not being so, um, so gross. Like if you have a, okay, so who's taking over the world right now stably, like in a stable fashion? The Saudi royal family. I happen to know a lot about that world and their Islamic practices are one of the main reasons why they're systematically taking over the entire fucking world right under everyone's noses. You know, they're even if some of, I, I don't know anyone's hearts or anything like that. Some of them could be total hypocrites, liars. I have no idea, but just the practice of prayer or the attempts it's sobriety or the attempt at, you know, non-interest uh, practices on usury and debts gives them such a fucking advantage long term that it's mind blowing. Except for that billion dollar yacht. No, having a billion dollar yacht is not is not a sin. No, it's how you display it. Are you trying to make an idol out of yourself or is it a functional uh, business thing like is it a is it a location where you can have meetings with the most powerful people in the world and it has a prestige to it and if in international waters you can sign paperwork that you can't do on land you know there can be a thousand reasons why you have a billion dollar yacht let's say you're doing um deals with the sultan of Brunei and he requires a certain level of opulence and comfort and you have to do the deal in international waters and blah, 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 blah. Just having a giant yacht does not make you a bad person. But if you're like Instagram model, like I'm the man, look at me, like this is my ego. 
That's a weakness. And whether it hits you now or your next generation, it's coming. Saudi equals crypto Jew, but that doesn't mean anything, Sterling Bear. Whether they're secretly Jews, like they clip their dicks. Like, what, is that? what does Jew even mean? We're on another level, okay? Jew is a liability shield. They, no offense to Toronto Jew Bear, they don't really exist. They're like, it's like, what does that even mean, Jew? It's all levels of behavior. It's awareness and behavior and how you live. How much are you aware of? How do you behave? What is in your heart? How hard do you work? These are the only things that matter. You know? And so when you assess a group, uh, when someone goes, oh, the secret Jew, oh, they wear a hat. It's like, come on, we're above that stirring bear. No offense. Because they're winning by default. And I didn't mean to embarrass you, Sterling Bear. That's a good point. I've heard that they are crypto Jews. But I don't know what that means. Like, is that a genetic thing? Like, what does that even mean? Good point. No, I'm trying to not, I'm trying to not start fights with my clo- with bears I respect. I like Sterling Bear. Sterling Bear's a good guy. I can be a little harsh. Okay, so uh, that's it. That was, that was the breakdown of, of the story of Uber. Uh, did Paul from Pockets have a meltdown? Uh, yeah, 10 hours. Uh, is, is Paul still doing videos about me? I haven't checked in on that dumb bastard. Is he, uh, I hear some more super chats. Is Paul still doing big parasite videos? It doesn't even rhyme with bear and I'm not a parasite. I'm literally a huge guy. Great class, BB. Part of me wants to write jokes against me for my enemies. Cause it's so. It's so annoying, but I'm not going to give them that. I could write so much better insult comedy against myself than big parasite instead of big bear. That's so fucking dumb. Look at my actual week. My actual weakness is not parasitic behavior. I'll give you a hint. My actual weakness is my exuberance, my temper and my aggression. I find it pretty funny, but if you want to exploit a weakness on, am I giving my enemies ammo? Yes, I am. That's fine. You want to exploit, you want to really exploit me. You want to mock me. It's when I, it's mock me yelling, you know, it's, it's not parasite. It's so stupid cookies. Yeah, but I've lost 50 pounds though. Kalista. Nice try. All right, here we go. Rockfin, are you sure the idea for Uber didn't come from DARPA to put us on an eventual techno grid of self-driving cars? Just ask. Well, that's another thing. So Uber started developing their own self-driving cars and that got leaked. And uh, they said it was to compete against Google, but all the Uber drivers were like, so you're going to fucking replace me? Dude, no, I, I think it's less organized than people think. DARPA is a real thing. DARPA has their plans, their goals, blah, blah, blah. It's super chaotic. And a lot of it is based on reactions to attacks that I don't think they see coming. Now, there could be these master, these masterminds that put these psychotic alphas in positions and limit like with their Joachim and Boaz, like the two pillars, like you can only go from here to here and just let them do whatever they want. So they feel like it's all real. And they have their master plan of like getting everyone on a grid. Maybe. Um, maybe. I don't know, though. I think I think it's less organized than people think. Um, 
I think it's a lot more chaotic and just war. It's like Mike Tyson. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. I think it's um, it's much more constant pivot, 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 move, move. Because <clears throat> people have a lot of dreams. These technocrats have a lot of dreams that fail all the time, all the time. Like uh, Amazon's original company was called Relentless. And people close to him were like, dude, it makes you sound like a psychopath. And he's like, oh, he still owns the website Relentless. <laughs> like they're fucking retards, dude. Imagine naming Amazon Relentless. Holy of the holies inside the pillars. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but I understand the pillars. You're like, oh, it's like any guy who's ever played sports. You're like, you can go to this line and this line. That's where the game is played. All right. There's social grids that you can establish where you're like, <coughs> okay, we'll give you funding uh, and the parameters. And this is where you can function. And if someone gets so alpha or so psychotic that they start breaking out of those parameters First, they try and limit you like with funding. Then they might kill your dog and blackmail you or something. Then they might kill a family member or something. But it's like they're always trying to keep you in this grid. And it's not just bad. Like imagine if you have a Travis whatever who's like, okay, Uber's about to take over the government. Like these people think like that. They're like, we, we have to assemble an army and we will be in control of all the water of New York City. And then... You, you do have another layer that's like, no, we got to stop this fucking guy. That does happen a lot. Like these type of people, they think like some people have never been around an ultra alpha. They really don't stop. Like they can get to a point where they're like, if we put, if we put cyanide in all the water, we can sell our Pepto-Bismol. Like they fucking think like that. They're like, okay, it's so simple. We need to sell more baby formula so we're going to convince mothers that the milk of their breast is really poison. And then we'll get them hooked on it so their breast dries up. We'll give them the... And then when the baby dies, we'll sell caskets. <laughs> I swear to... That's not an exaggeration. They're like, okay, babies are dying. We can sell caskets, baby life insurance. We'll, come on, people. Talk to me. Talk to me. And someone's like, oh, we can sell a cremation service just for babies that's like a bread basket. Yes. Can we do it in America? No. Guatemala, Nigeria. Do we have Sierra Leone? Come on, people. Let's go. Guys, that's not an exaggeration. They will start wars over water. They will create droughts to put it in a bottle to sell it to a fag at a rave for $2. Swear to God. Okay? They're fucking crazy. And that's why when you see regulation, don't just immediately think tyranny. Because one of the big moves for these people right now is convince people that the regulations are tyranny so that they can do even crazier shit to you. You don't think there's an entire media, social media push of anarcho-capitalism to deregulate everything so that they can do even crazier shit to you? And you think it's your idea? Oh, the government, the government's really cracking down on me. We should deregulate banking. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can uh, connect sensors to your biometric data, figure out when you're going to die and sell every second of your life to a gambling casino in Las Vegas. Yay! Yay! And everyone's like, wait, what? We want to deregulate so I don't have to pay as much in taxes. And you're like, you don't know how these people think. Um, all right. 
the Mises Institute. Yeah, they're like, man, the government's really... Dude, and they're all Jews from Russia and Eastern Europe. It's all the same group. They're like... Uh, and Chinese, too, and some Koreans. But it's like they're all trying to get you to turn on your own protection. Where they're like, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be married. You want to fuck whoever you want. You want to be an airline pilot. Abortions feel good. Yeah. It's the same thing that they want you to do with regulation. Regulation is why America doesn't have a lot of uh, airplane crashes. You ever notice there's like no crashes in America, but there's tons of crashes in other countries? You ever wonder why? You think it's because we don't have any regulations? Um, all right. And I was like, yeah, but I'll make more money and then I'll be able to squirt. All right. Was heaven and hell on a flat plane or globe model, BB? Flat plane, obviously. Trout Whisperer, thanks for discussing the origins of Banana Republic. Also, your improvised Squirtus song is utterly hilarious. Why, thank you. Gordis Albert, I'm doing well and I'm happy to contribute to a great community. Like I didn't make it to Ozarks, but I got so much joy thinking about y'all having a blast. Big Picture Bertari is special, seriously. Why, thank you, Cordis Albert, but seriously, just make sure you, you watch your finances. Uh, but I do appreciate it, obviously. Time Traveler Bear. Hey, BB, how are you? Operation George Speed was a success. Would love to hear Vox on the stream to discuss economics, mail hierarchy, Italy, etc. Thanks for being the last real stream on the internet. Onward. <clears throat> I'd love to have Vox on. Omar, dear Owen, the idea for op- optimal cow raising existed with your ancestors, the sons of Israel. If you have a temple where people bring their best cattle from all over the world for sacrifice, imagine what grass the local cows had. Then the wicked adored their best heifer. And Brahmins are real Jews, by the way. The resemblance to Abraham is no coincidence. Um, Yeah, that's why Food Force Bear, I have my eye on him. Thank you for that. I love how the Muslims keep an eye on the Hindus. They know. All right. First letter, long overdue, donation coming. 400 or 1,000, I wish 10,000. Well, whatever you can handle. All right, BB, I was able to make it to the National Festival this year with a fellow bear that I met at the Midwest Bear Fest. The event was more than I expected, and the work in the field was the best. Gravy upon gravy was ladled day uh, and night to everyone's delight. The catalyst beyond the word, God, are we off? uh, Guyton, hang on. Coddington, are we off Twitter? Because I'm about to drop a hard N. And Twitter can't handle it because they want because they want the ADL to be their best friend. No, the IRA letters last. The catalyst beyond the word nigger and blasting sodomy, I believe, is your constant uh, repeating of Genesis 128. Be fruitful and multiply. And then I add, don't be fruity and blow a guy. Somehow this gets skipped over with all the hermeneutics and God's very simple well for man becomes like tangled theological fishing line. If this is what God wanted in the beginning, then this is what God still wants for his children. God's providence is to realize this fundamental purpose of creation. Due to the fall, everything became gay and God did not intend to create a world of uh, bananas, rollerblades and Subarus. So funny. You, you wrote that before knowing that yesterday's stream was all about bananas, specifically the big mic. Man made this world gay, and it is man that must make it straight. 
God wants man and woman, Adam and Eve, still to be fruitful, one with God in heart, to multiply, for two to become one, flesh, and to, for two to become one flesh and have children, and have dominion, to, to have proper stewardship over creation. The community that was sparked by your listening to God's voice and leaving Hollywood is connected to these three blessings, and that's what I saw at the Bear Fest. Keep crushing, Todd and Curly. That was beautiful, man. I'm so uh, glad you enjoyed it. Dear Big Bear, oh, Spool Bear, nice. I wasn't able to attend this year's Bear Festival, but I had such a great time reading about it from other bears. Next year, I would love to attend and possibly even bring my bands. Yes, definitely. Spool Effect, to play some music sets. Although I am the only bearified member, the other guys in my band are bear adjacent, and we all love nigger jokes. I am writing to formally invite you, Amy, and all the bears to our next show in Bonner's Ferry on September 30th. It will be a fun night of music, friends, and laughter. It would also be very cool and mean a lot to us if you would keep us in mind for future events at Ursaria, of course, obviously. We come equipped with it all, a PA system, full lighting, rigs, and more. Yeah, maybe next year you can just do the lighting. I'd have fucking spent a lot of money on that fucking lighting. A PA system, full lighting rigs, and more. I think it would be great if you ever wanted to jam with us on the Keys, especially in an event on your beautiful property in the North Idaho wilderness. I mean, what a dream. Keep crushing, Big Bear. You and your family and all the bears are world-class people, and I am very blessed by the Almighty to know such people. Uh, shout out to the North Idaho Bears, Karma Warlock, Parkwing, Darkwing Bear, Sea Cow, AKA, uh, and... Aka Bear, Barnes Bear, HW Bear, Fruitful Bear, Beverly Bear, Arrowman Bear, Busy Town Bear, Framer Bear, Electric Bear, and the Big Bear himself. Sorry to anyone I missed, like Great Bear. Much love, Spool Bear. P.S. This silver coin is worth $33. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Oh, yeah. The lighting system at the fest was next level. That was next level, dude. For those of you just joining, you want to see what the uh, special is going to look like? And this isn't even color corrected or audio corrected or anything. Check this out. It's that they take pride in it. They're like, my identity is based around something too despicable and disgusting for me to discuss right now in a tent. In Missouri, in a hayfield. <laughs> you know? And... Yeah, and we're not alone, guys. Tons of people get this, but they just don't know this valuable thing that you don't have to backpedal. When they're like, I happen to be gay, I'm like, you happen to be the fuck out of here now. <laughs> get. Get. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you pack up the rollerblades and go down to the bar where you belong? And they don't know what to do. It's so funny, like, crack their programming. Because you're not even mad. They're like, no, but I just said I'm gay. And I'm like... I said, get. <laughs> and then people say stuff like they go, well, I'm offended. And I'm like, hey, little buddy, do you know where your mommy is? Or, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you want me to do? Or did you like, I like, I true. When someone says they're offended, I treat them like they just shit their pants. <laughs> All right. So obviously it's crushing. I just had a funny interaction with you, Michael Jones. God, that guy's great. You know, E. Michael Jones was actually the guy that started me to, not, to break the Muslim spell. Because he loves Muslims. <laughs> How great is that? <coughs> anyway, 
loves them. He's like, I went to Iran. They know about the Jews. So he said, the ADL is now exercising its right to wreck Hollywood. But all right, so he does a post. I say, their new tactic is just exhausting and annoying everyone. I don't know anyone that these labels work on anymore. It's actually seen as positive. When my new special comes out, I'm definitely going to send them clips. And he, Michael Jones, says, Greenblatt Green called Wolfowitz one too many times. No one cares. <laughs> I'm going to do the uh, Ira letter first, just so I have enough hoods before it. I know this is a long-awaited letter. Postal fat. All right. He, Michael Jones is why I have nine kids. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. That's why people are like, oh, you're such a, I'm a Catholic. You're such a Muslim cuck. I'm like, it's funny you say that. The most base Catholic in the world is one of the reasons I started seeing Muslims as awesome. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> okay. Postal fat. All right, this is going to, I got to make sure I do this properly. I'm guessing he's going to animate it. Hey, Big Bear, the festival is a great time. Thank you and all the bears for creating an epic community. It was great getting to shake your hand and meeting a lot of old friends for the first time. Many bears were involved in making this epic letter, and the best parts were added Sunday night around a bonfire. So thank you, everyone, for adding comedic touches and giving us some good belly laughs. This letter does break the one-page rule. Trust me, it's worth it. And I will be sending a good donation to the campground. I do plan on animating this letter like last year. So here it is. Ira's recap of the Bertaria Missouri Festival 2023. Read in Ira voice. All right, you guys ready? Hey, everybody, it's me, Ira Roth, your favorite Jay. Now, listen here. Before we start my letter, the Goy Chat better shut the fuck up or you're going to have to major gay to pay away. Or you will have some major gay to pay away. Especially you internet freaks that don't come to meetups to call yourself beers. Even I, Ira Roth, made it to the festival. So where the fuck were you? Thursday. My festival journey started with driving my Grabler RV off to exit 33 to leave the big city and head towards Missouri. The drive was pretty smooth, Big Bear, except for a few reckless bee drivers I encountered throughout my road trip. Us Jays really need to get the bees in public transportation or slower electric cars that we can control. I gotta protect my precious white goys that actually do work. <laughs> so I finally got to Missouri and wow, you're kind of... <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> so I finally got to Missouri and wow, your concentration camp was out in the middle of nowhere with gravel roads. My concentration. Our J network of GPS apps didn't even have your camp mapped out. Thankfully, that butt bear print. Thankfully, that butt bear printed out some signs that let me find my way to the festival. I finally arrived to your bear daycare camp. Oh Jesus, that land was beautiful, Big Bear. I even squirted a little when I saw it. Oh boy, oh boy. Was I so happy to see the new outdoor men's showers. 
I quickly... <laughs> I quickly parked my Grabbler RV. I quickly parked my Grabbler RV right next to the outdoor showers and started sneaking a peek. I was happy to see most of you were all quipped. Oh, yeah. Looks like my juice spells are still working strong, regardless of all your clip shaming. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, some asshole with a camera named Gamma Bear tried to hurt me for attempting to take photos of the clip tips. We all know he wasn't letting me get the photos so he could keep them all for himself. What a piece of East Coast shit. Then he wouldn't shut up about his fucking feelings. It was great seeing some retards from last year's cucumber. It was great seeing some retards from last year like cucumber. I convinced him to give me a free mushroom. I was ready to crush this Rogan DMT trip at your festival, Big Bear. But what the fuck, come bear? The mushroom didn't give me a trip. It was just goy slap food. After that disappointment, I ran into Nightbird, but he told me his actual name was Nighthawk. Then he started spouting off about astrology, birth chart gravy, and a bunch of other nonsense I tuned out. While he was yammering on, I started putting two and two together. Nightbird is just a fucking owl. He is just a wannabe hawk that is allegedly leaving Babylon and my... my that is allegedly leaving Babylon and migrating to the prison colony of Australia for mating season. Safe travels, Nightbird, and don't let Tommy Boy trick you into drinking pee-pee or the prison wine. But man, Big Bear, I wasn't surprised. But man, Big Bear, I wasn't surprised when that dirty wheelchair bear didn't make it to the festival. I heard he made a new roast for his friend Big Bird. It's called Right Up Your Ath Roast. It's a coffee enema special. Since the Big Bird approves of squirting coffee up the pooch chute, I, I do not, by the way, for health reasons, oh, Jesus, so disappointed his beautiful co-host Long Hair Bear didn't show up, maybe he will come next year. I also met a whole new group of human cattle at the festival this year. I met Runforce Runbear. He was from the worst place in Canada. He claimed he will be writing your autobiography. What a retard. No one's going to buy that when they can watch your streams for free. <laughs> Big Bear, I was surprised you made up with Theo Vaughn. He told me his bear name was Sea Cow. <laughs> I can't believe he learned to code. I'll make sure I didn't get. He told me his name was Sea Cow. I can't believe he learned to code and make niggle. What a mullet. Right after that, I met a most sunburnt goy I'd ever witnessed. I started getting the feeling he wanted to unleash his burn on me. It turned out his name was Sea Kyle Bear. I know he is one of the most secret fortune. I know he is one of those secret fortune Nazis. I think Sea Cow and Sig Halbear are coding a database to keep track of us Jews. Better watch out, Big Bear. I think they're onto us. I scurried away from your secret police to the Grabbler RV and ran into my Jersey Gollum Jack and Beth. It turned out he left the big city for the shithole in Missouri. 
Him and some bears are running a collection plate scheme at a local church, the Hutzpah. I am making wagers on the over-under on how long he lived in Missouri. It is called the Show Me State, but all he showed was his bat full of jack jelly. What a degenerate. I made it back to the Grabler RV, took my anxiety pills, and passed the fuck out. Friday. I woke up Friday afternoon and headed off to scavenge some food, but before I could get to the vendors... I love that all the verbs are about, like, vermin. This old lady stopped me. She claimed to be your ma'am. What a net. She told me how you got some slave named Short Bow to drive her to the festival and to feed your fat face. Might be nice to have a hard-working slave like Short, short Bow. Might be nice to have a hard-working slave like Short Bow. Who says... Yes, Matt, there with a smile. Then I made my way to the vendor tent. Oh boy, oh boy, Big Bear. The food with New World Order elite this year. Only the best for the bears. <laughs> my favorite meal was the Ozark Water Buffalo Gyro. How kosher indeed. It was topped off with ice cream for only three fifty, thanks to St. Louis Ark Bear. Another bear with barbecue had a lot of chutzpah. $33 for a plate of barbecue with washing machine beans. That's right, they cooked them in a fucking washing machine. I can't make this shit up. Maybe they can help me with washing some dirty money. After a stomach full of real food, some bear living in a school bus started corralling the goy for games. I, <laughs> I scampered off... <laughs> I scampered off into the bush to watch some safe distance with some privacy. Oh boy, oh boy, the first game was tug-of-war. I know something about a good old tug. The next game was Cod's Dirt Bucket Wraith. It made me relieve... It made me relive the horror of the Auschwitz camp, where Sea Cow told us, Vert will set you free! He tried to hurt me by making me move dirt around the camp. I took a few pills and drank some wine after reliving the horror and passed out for a few hours. I woke up to Canadu cartoons and Kiwi Bear getting married underneath a tent in holy matrimony. I was excited to hear it was a jay wedding when someone cut their foot smashing a glass bottle. Mazeltov! The marriage is fine with me, as long as they register with the state that I own them forever. Also, BB, I can't believe your community. They gave some homeless guy a brand new blue suit. His name was Sphinx Bear, and he allegedly hosts hanging with the Cubs. Come on, a homeless guy in a suit? To marry the Kiwi and the Maple Monkey? Oh, Jesus. I skip. <laughs> I skedaddled off away from the wedding while the sun set. I passed out watching the night sky and Elon's alleged Starlink pass by as it beamed pornos wirelessly into our brains. You'll never get away. I'll beam it straight into your third eye. Thanks for the idea, Gardner. Saturday. I woke up Saturday morning and saw some guy relatively tall wearing a flannel shirt. It turned out it was you, Big Bear. 
You know it's truly amazing how a well truck can work. <clears throat> you know it's truly amazing how well a truck can work when you maintain it and don't waste your super chats on crunk rims. Anyway, it was so great getting to shake your hand. I totally any squirted. But honestly, I was a little disappointed. I thought you'd be taller, you piece of shit. I know you're lying about your height. Your mommy said you're only 6'6". You got nothing on the Nethram Giants and six-fingered freaks like Goliath and the Torah ancestors are fucking wiped out. I mean, you're practically one of us. A Jew! <clears throat> okay, how's my reading so far? I wandered over to a cult of bears listening to someone talk. Who could they be listening to, Jesus? Hang on. Who could they be listening to, Jesus? So I Hang on, I can read that in a little more uh, aggressively. I wandered over to a cult of bears listening to someone talk. Who could they be listening to, Jesus? So I decided to climb up a tree like my uncle Zachariah for a better view. Zacchaeus. I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed to see my old guru squirts inside himself, bear. He was selling the crowd on his magic barrel that makes biochar, which is a goy word for pyrolyzed carbon or graphene, like the stuff we put in vaccines. But then this dirty brown bear that smelt like curry and shit kept on interrupting the squirting guru. His name was Brahmin Bear, and he was trying to reverse Jew engineer the magic barrel so he could do his own biochar business. But we all know that Red Sniper Dot Indian is not capable of building anything, even with his useless notes. Then another, then another literal, then a literal retard from Oregon who was wearing a copper pyramid hat started asking gay alchemy questions. I thought Jays had it bad with our small hats. Internal Nutbear answered all the Goyams' questions and showed them the different colors of gases. Well, the toxic paint burned off from the barrel. <laughs> I love how Ira thinks BB is on his side. <laughs> yeah. I think he had the crowd in a trance with these fumes. Oh boy, oh boy. Then he talked about how gasification turns him on. Unlike my Auntie Esther, who died twice from gasification. Guys, I'm really starting to love this gardener gay. After getting all of his followers high on gas, he then got them to eat the biochar. It was magical, just like Jim Jones' purple drank or like the COVID employees injecting themselves with graphene. All I gotta say is Gardner and the Costa Rican Oompa Loompa slaves can build me a clip penis dome anytime he likes. Or better yet, a dome covered in biochar like a big black cock. It would be incredible, B.B., I then saw another fellow Jay named Seed Scheme Bear. He was corralling the human cattle into a trailer to work in the hay. <laughs> he was corralling human cattle into a trailer to work in the hay fields, just like cows. Must be nice to have so many high quality slaves. BB, I do remember you saying that all bears were high quality, but so many of these retards that were outside or working for the first time, forgot to drink water. Thankfully, my fellow Jay, Montana Survivor Bear, was there to deal with the unwashed, dehydrated methods. But when he wasn't looking, I squirted in the water he was giving out. Oh, yeah.
I needed to escape to Hat Fen, so I headed over to a large circus tent to hear the TED Talks. The first speaker was Wim Hof Bear. He talked about breath work again and how we're supposed to breathe your nose to heal everything. The next bear, the bear next to me fell asleep with his mouth wide open during Wim Hof's speech. BB, did you know that us Jays beak breathe to live forever? So breathwork bear might be onto something. But he lied about healing a boa. Now I'm all fucked up. The second speaker with infamous... The second speaker with the infamous Missouri J named Seedcoin Bear. He told us how the soil was like a circuit board with silica, mycelium networks, and electro culture copper rods. Also, how you gotta watch out for bacteria and parasites in the soil. How anti-Semitic. It was a very interesting story, Big Bear. But the reality is, it's only one type of circuit board, and it's going straight into all the goyim's arms. Oh, Jesus, yeah. The next speaker was my cousin, named I Survived Camping Bear. WTF was with all the new swagger-style bear mustache. Someone looks ready for a final solution, like Madagascar or Portugal. He told the bears, eat the food, drink the water, don't get burnt. Then he proceeded to show the retards how to drink water. But boy, I do really love his impressions of Donald Trunk. They were the greatest. The third speaker was a bore, Big Beer. Some game dad bear talked about some nonsense like gratitude versus resentment. Boy, did I resent listening to him ramble on, so I left to take a pee-pee after drinking all that goyim water. When I came back, a short Mexican-looking fellow that looked like he was jacked up on tea started speaking. His scheme was selling some glasses on how to shoot a gun or something. Oh, Jesus. He also, you trying to hurt me? He also shared his testimony of leaving the corrupt police force and escaping the hell of California for Ohio... For Idaho. But little, but little does he know he still lives in hell since he is stuck in the realm with me. Think again, Pew Pew Bear. Also, hit me up if you really need a supply of testosterone for your junky buddies. Next, my favorite bee, Boer Bear, came to stage. He told us, we was kings till the Jew tricked us with the pancake trees and a boat ride. They knew I didn't know how to swim none. Anyway, I recently learned stealing it bad. So I gave the bear who was exaggerating his height a precious dino bike back. You gotta make it past the ice wall that you need to tear down to live your butt life. Y'all feeling me? Shit. My ice-cold wall was getting off the pill in the married jay from the jay like Ira. Your vices start as excuses from a Jewish doctor, but you got to transform it into reasons to quit. Y'all hear me? Let me tell you, nigger, you need the pills, and the reason is because I told you so, you piece of shit. You know how many niggers like you aren't, willing, aren't using pills or vaccines? Now big pharma stocks are going down, but at least I still have my East Coast piece of shit insulin beer. He's always pumping insulin away 
He's always pumping insulin away while taking special photos of his camera. The only problem, though, is that insulin keeps the worst people alive. I guess it's the price to pay for keeping the stocks rising. Finally, my favorite speaker came to the stage. Behold, the internal nut guru. He talked about my favorite number six and told some tall tale story of how reality is a water-based hologram populated with carbon. Then he elaborated about how he was infatuated with curves. Oh, Jesus. I think the curves of the thirketh made him outy-squirt. I'm really coming around to that big neck of his, and I mean cooming around. Next, we proceeded to spill the beans on alchemy purification of... I'm sorry. Next, we... He proceeded to spill the beans on alchemy purification techniques of using pyrolyzed carbon to purify your body, land, and water, which is what us Jews were just trying to do with graphene vaccines. He claims to be all about gun health, but look at his beer belly. <laughs> Practice what you preach, Mitch. His best friend, Victor Schamberger, was all about suction. Maybe we could do liposuction on that gut. <laughs> I think all that internal squirting is creating stem cells getting stuck in his neck chakra. Oh, jaded. That boy's neck is thick. Baby, you should have ironed your suit on the neck before doing your stand-up. <laughs> then he taught us about the study of incontinent geometry and urinetics, which helps you structure your pee with biochar. He also mentioned how you can use biochar for blackface. That might be a good stand-up skit for your next show, Big Bear. He also talked about his dome workshops. They are totally giving the dome. But BB, with all this dome talk and you praising the Muslims, I bet the first thing the Missouri Bears build will be a mosque. Have fun with that shit. Can't wait for you to find triggering Trinity equivalents in the Koran. <laughs> Another thing, Gardner, I'm fine with you having one child because I'm into the depopulation agenda, but the bear community should be disappointed in you only having one. Even BB's gay dad had two. It's <laughs> hysterical. Later that day, the old Florida sand bucket got up on stage and played a song about me. <clears throat> oh my god, I got this. This is fucking great, but my voice is fucking failing. Hang on. Does this still sound like Ira? Am I still in the, in the zone? Then you got on stage for your big return to stand-up. Might be nice to get a free suit in your special in. My favorite part of your show was your giggly cow sperm guy. What a fruit. Also, what the fuck was up with your voice at the beginning of the show? Was that some kind of RFK bit? And then I realized it was just your body being a piece of shit and needing a hit of the good old biochar. I really appreciate you telling the story of the blues from my point of view, being the ship and slave owner. It ain't easy, tricking goys. My latest struggle was Marigold giving my whip to Sean Merriman. That bitch! That's how Kanye got away and ran off with Big Bear. You piece of shit, give me my nigger back. The Kang David clipping D's joke made me proud to be a Jew. And I love the joke about biochar bear drinking piss. Oh, I forgot about that. 
Then you started getting gay by being emotional about the bear community. Might be nice to have fucking feelings. I used to have feelings until they clipped them off. Now I only feel the phantom foreskin pain. <laughs> but no worries, Big Bear. In my tip of tips, I secretly knew you were just acting. You crushed so hard at acting, I could get you a sweet gig back in Hollywood. Besides, the special had a bunch of recycled material you just winged. For someone with an IQ of 140, why don't you practice your routine with your gay dad? <laughs> you can come back to Hollywood anytime. After your special, me and USDA Lone Bear held a loan conference around the campfire while Tiny Anchor played his nigger music. I heard Jim Bob rushed Anchor stage and made some sick dance moves. It was degenerate, but thankfully, old man Gagan told him, Get off my lawn, I mean stage. Let me tell you, Big Bear, Napster Bear is going to sink like an anchor when he hears from my Hebrew lawyer. There was way too much copyright infringement, and sometimes I feel like he's trying to impersonate me. After that, I had a lot of fun sabotaging a few things. I gave Mona Bear some mint. I gave Moana Bear some mint, and it nearly killed him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was nearly the perfect hate crime. He was reacting to the mint, just like the Hawaiian rolls were dropped on the islanders. You fat fucks! Then I did an alchemy trick to Jack and Bats with a magic glass bottle and transformed him into wino bats. After that, he started spilling the beans. He told me that he pisses you off. He told me that he pisses you off just to get attention. And new material for his Instagram show. Better watch out, BB. Also, someone in Missouri, please burn that degenerate giraffe, Mr. Miggles. The first bear to video themselves stealing and burning Mr. Biggles to biochar ashes. I will send you some silver your way. Also, whack a bat, you can't steal what you already own, so don't try any Italian pasta plots on me! Sunday. Thankfully, the last day arrived and the tomato toss started. I was so proud, B.B. It was just like the Roman Empire, bread and circuses. <laughs> so true. And you getting tomatoes thrown at your face with carnival music playing. Dad, 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 you fucking clown. Dance, fuckface. Maybe next year you can do a magic show for the Goyim. Kawasaki bear throwing tomatoes left-handed like a woman. Then that butt bear fucked you up after you called him a ginger. But, 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 but Big Bear, what a great scheme. The financial harvest must have been epic and barely any J tomatoes hit you. I ran the numbers. Each tomato thrown in your face, you made $303.03. I'm so proud of you making money by getting humiliated. I pay other people to humiliate me. I want to learn from you, B.B. Another thing, I'd like to be re-barified as Banquet Bear. Now I get the free donor dinner. Also, WTF, no special speech for the donors. I know, we, we, we fucked that one up. <coughs> we'll do it next year. Not sure which one of your races you claim to be would have messed that up. Must have been the sacred J part that was whacking some husband. Then finally, I, Ira Roth, got to crush it on stage with some really dirty-looking Canadian 
Canadu bear named Spongy. We played Keep Rocket and Berdaria. After the show, he secretly told me that he blew his tranny to get down here. <laughs> we have a lot in common. <laughs> then Music Bear came on stage, and with his name, he stole the whole music category. The chutzpah. He also told us about his band, I Love. WTF, is he trying to fuck someone in the fucking eye? Your culture is starting to... Your culture is starting to scare me. We need a new psyop to keep all of you at home. The crushing sets your... The crushing sets you free cult was an interesting time. I can't wait for Bertari to build airships. I know that's when you're all going to take all of your true special good boys in your cult on an airship ride across the ice wall. Past the penguin guard that look like tuxedo suits. Deep into the land of giants, where rivers of oil flow in endless expanses of land. Somewhere over the rainbow of our collective consciousness outside of this created holographic realm. So listen up, bears. You better donate to the campground. Maybe if you're lucky, you can meet me. But for a fee. <laughs> Oh my God, that was genius, man. That was genius. Well done. That was a saga. I'm glad I read that because now I don't know if I have any energy to read the rest of that email. Uh, that was a little harsh. Deep State Bear, shut the fuck up. Kyneton, put Deep State Bear in the fucking gravy tank. Well, was a lot. All you have to do is stand up and clap. That was geniusly funny. Freaking awesome. Amazing. Bravo. That was a little harsh. Deep State Bear, are you fucking Ira Roth? Are you literally Ira Roth? That was trying to hit me. Dear Big Bear, thank you so much for your crushing and spell breaking. Your work has helped me a lot. And closed fees, please find a modest donation to help pay a lot of gay away. I download your Odyssey podcast on Podverse, then listen throughout the day and during my commute. Right now, your podcast, No Agenda, and Paul Joseph Watson are the only podcasts that I currently watch. I'll, get, I'll have to check out unauthorized.tv when I get some extra time. I've got that dead-eyed ginger song in my head, but I changed the lyrics. I'm sure you've moved on from the PSYOP at the time you get this, but I still want to send you a lot regarding my takedown of his... On his something. The Bears North of Bartaria. I've been selling my soul, squirting all day, wearing my jorts, acting totally gay, so I can sit out here, tweeting all day, acting like I got profound things to say, and it's a damn shame. I gotta do it lower, my voice is fucked. I've been selling my soul, squirting all day, wearing my jorts, acting gay. So I can sit out here, tweeting all day, acting like I got shit to say, and it's a damn shame what the world's got to for people who blade and drive Subarus. Wish I could just wake up and not be blue, but I am, yes I am, living in the metaverse. With an old louche. <laughs> these bears, I don't remember the song now. These bears, these bears north of Bertaria, Lord knows they just want to crush. 
do. Cause there's, oh man, I lost, I don't know how the song goes. They don't care what you think, they don't care what you do. Cause they're sure you're a gamma and you probably are too. Cause your dollar ain't shit, at least it ain't worth the grit. Say the bears, north of Bertaria. I mean, I love this song, I just don't remember how the song fucking goes. Uh, how about this? All right, we got more here. People like, hang on, people like me and people like you driving around in the Subaru. People who squirt uh, and people who screw when you're six foot eight and 260 pounds. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's awesome. <coughs> yes, crushing. Chords of that song are the exact same chords of every single commercial you'll ever see that's trying to sell you something. Here at Google, we believe in privacy. We believe in, here at Uber, we believe in honest, non-rapey business. It's all the same song. That's why we had to look at his gut all weekend. Here at Google, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's like, what the world got to for people like me. And people like you here at Google, we believe in a new world. A world that doesn't have people in it. Ha 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 Codsworth, Super Jets. How dare you, Codsworth. Greens, I'm just writing to say thanks for everything you do and your audience. I've been listening for nearly all your streams since 2017. And that time you've become my absolute favorite artist. Mm, nice. I love being called an artist. I am an artist. I'm sick of just being called a hateful cult leader. <laughs> if people don't super chat for the IRA reading, they're gay. Bravo, Big Bear, batting a thousand. Thank you. The festival sounded like a blast. It's been an honor to donate. Thanks, J-Rock. Here at Google, we've been selling our... Here at Google, we've been selling our souls. Literally to the devil. But that's Okay. Because we'll get a, a big boat and we'll get fuck you money. <laughs> Here on top of my mountain, I, squirt a stone, am jacking off. <laughs> Here at Google, we believe in equality and by equality, we mean everyone being dead. It's a damn shame. Selling my soul, squirting all day, sucking my dick, sucking in gay. It's, oh, you're to jealous. You're to jealous of the ginger. Oh my God, the projection is nuts. The nonstop flow of top level, level entertainment hour after hour, day after day, and year after year is simply untouchable. Your comedic, rhetorical, improvisational, and musical skills make you a genius-level talent. I especially value your heart for truth and your non-discriminatory idol smashing. Your stream is like a master class on how to live freely in the present moment, how to maintain your honor, composure, and creative spirit in times of conflict and peace, in times of sorrow and joy. I plan to continue enjoying your hilarious and insightful content during my 
working hours each week. Keeping in mind these three important things at all times. You might be wrong, you're not lying, and you're batting a thousand. <laughs> I'm batting nine eleven, but I'll, I like the I like the uh, the phrase "you're batting a thousand. Here, all right, here we go. Here at Google, we create algorithms against Owen Benjamin. But in the four years since we kicked him off, it hasn't worked. It makes our founders very frustrated. By the way, thank you for this compliment. It means a lot. You're right when you say no one's having more fun than us. No one is. Along with the previous letter I wrote you, I sent a baseball card that reads batting a thousand with your image on it. And the letter I asked to be verified is Roscoe Bear. Welcome, Roscoe Bear. Since then, I've noticed someone else already has that name. Can I please be re-verified as batting 333-bear? Welcome, batting 333-bear. Thanks. God bless. Anytime, batting 333-bear. <coughs> I have one more letter, but my voice is rocked. Does anyone want to hear a song before we go? Codsworth, any final Super Chats? So today's stream, we had the hilarious breakdown in the beginning of uh, Squirticus and Rim Job's epic uh, team-up by Toronto Jew Bear. That was hilarious. We talked about Indians bobbleheading, uh, the history of Uber, um, what a Delta is. Uh, yeah, great times. There are gammas I remember All they squirt And some are gay uh, I love the Banana Wars in Uber versus Taxis and Lyft. What was the name of the channel? It was called uh, Magnates. M-A-G-N-A-T-E-S There are gammas I remember Some in jorts And some are dead some are dead and others dying, making threats and snorting meth. All these gammas have their squirt-offs. interesting i've watched a few of his streams that old lady and dog are definitely having a lot of fun yeah does anyone have a song request before i go oh they claimed we'd never have a wedding or live stream at you well, now they're mostly worm food And no one's having more fun than us and they're gay Alright, cheers team Making your way, being a gamma male today Takes nothing that you've got Squirting all day and snorting all night <laughs> Reasons to quit by Willie. I don't know that one. I should just slam the plane. Kyneton, we're caught up. I take it, right? Okay. So, as always, we're at unauthorized.tv. We're at Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, Telegram, VK, wherever. 
Uh, also, P.O. Box 490 Sandpoint, Idaho 83864, the most stable, reliable way to have commerce to me, protected by the United States government. Uh, also, uh, thanks to all the letters today. Thanks for the Postal Fed Epic J breakdown of the festival. That was fucking hilarious. Uh, if you want to super chat me and Cod, you can go to owenbenjamin.com slash gayaway or payaway to see where you can super chat a digital payaway if you're feeling gay. Uh, for those of you uh, that are just joining, I'm going to show you how one of my biggest fans, his name is uh, Mad by Jim Bob, it describes exactly how a payaway works. And the rest of you are perverts. You give very, very much. We just got called pervert by a literal pedophile, like a guy that literally is one of the most perverted guys that I've ever seen in the world. Okay, listen to this. You give money to pay your gay thoughts away. Yes. You're not crushing. Toronto Jew Bear. Whoa. Look at me. yourself. Whoa. You're nearing 50. No, I'm over 50. Do you even have a wife or kids? Yeah, I do. This guy. <laughs> yeah. This guy. Yeah. Was sent out by Owen. No, I wasn't. To investigate relationships no, did it by in my life that are 10 years plus old. Your ex-wife? As to seek intel director, about you? me. Crushing? Yep. Look at you, you filthy pig. That's going to the ADL. You're a filthy pig, just like your leader. Yep, going to the ADL. Where does he say we're not crushing? Hang on, didn't he say you're not crushing? Hang and on. the rest of you are perverts. You give money to pay your gay thoughts away. You're not crushing. That's great. You're not crushing, says the gamma male. You're not crushing, says the gamma male. Look at me. You're not crushing, says the gamma male. The gamma male's train is heading out of the midnight station going to hell. I'm not claiming that, by the way. It just he seems like he lives in hell. Codsworth. Are we, uh, are we caught up? Oh, and don't forget uh, merch for bears for a nice t-shirt like this one. NASA was founded by Nazis. So you can say, yeah, I'm a big fan of NASA. The early years. He wishes he was crushing. Oh, Jesus, you think you're crushing, but it's only me. <laughs> He's so mad. Mad by Jim Bob. I'm an alpha male. Me and Squirtus. <laughs> I, dude, I kind of love it, man. I kind of fucking love it. All right. Uh, Johnny Redbear, I have no gay now, but assuredly will in the future. This is an installment on my gay away layaway. Thank you, Johnny Redbear. Listen, you can lay your gay away. You can do a gay away layaway. You can start paying now, so in the future, when you do something gay, it's already been paid off. Yay! All right, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Be fruitful, multiply. Don't be fruity and boil, guy.